Hello everyone, so we are finally podcast and we're here for the latest E3 memes, jokes, and japes. I'm Ross. I'm Zach. I'm Antinomi. Can't believe that I said japes in 2017. You know what else I'm surprised is happening in 2017? The Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, no, never. Oh, that, that wasn't even there, was it? Like, anywhere. No. No. Really thought we'd see Tifa. No. Have we not no. seen Tifa yet? Nope. We don't. We, no Tifa footage. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a big reveal. Like, they're gonna dedicate a whole trailer to here's Tifa. Yeah, I can see. I can. I can think of two very big reasons why. So yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is this is how this episode started. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean that's that's the stand that I'm setting in right now. All right. But speaking of twos, there are two versions of every Pokemon game, except when there's three. So, Gold and Silver is headed to the Virtual Console after the ROM dumps they did of the other three games of the prior generation did real good. Uh, so is Crystal not in here? No, and it should be. Like... That... Oh. Yeah, it's really weird um, that Crystal's not... Included. Especially because it's like the best version of the two, you know? And yeah. that's exactly why it's not there. But it still has like no. There's still like Pokemons that are exclusive to either gold or silver that are not in crystal, though. So I don't get why not do that. But uh, that sucks a lot. It does. I mean, I to be fair, I wonder if they looked at the sales and saw a bunch of people only buying yellow. You know? Because, I mean, I only yeah, want yellow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if yeah. maybe that was, like, a thing where they're like, oh, maybe we could get more people if we do whatever. Um, I wonder if they're going to have, like, the added online functionality. Like, I know in I know in Red and Blue you could trade online, and also I believe you could um, upload to their, their little bank app to yeah, use them cool. in, in other 3DS games. So hopefully that's still there. I believe they I, said it is. That's good. It makes uh... sense. I, I like gold, gold and Silver are my favorites of the franchise. I I like them a lot. When was, I I played them when I was a little kid, and that game was fucking gigantic when you were a little kid, so that's that's nice. I don't want to buy them, though. I'm going to emulate them if I want to play them, but hey, I'm, I'm a bad person, so don't don't follow me. <laughs> I Honestly, I, I've played through Gen 2 only once when I was, like, really young. I remember like really rushing through it when i was young when it like came out um and digging it a lot but i, n- I never played the remakes i was kind of out of the that series by the time those came around but i mean actually yeah honestly if i wanted to play them again i'd probably just try those out you know i'm not the biggest fan of the remakes mostly because i just feel they're kind of slower compared to them to the originals and there's like a lot of four story sections that I don't like a lot, but they are technically the better games. So yeah, you should play the remakes if you replay those. Yeah, and if anything, like hey, it's something differentish, you know. So yeah, also they added like all they had like a lot of cool stuff that couldn't add in the previous game. Like the Safari Zone from Kanto is in the remake, unlike and it was close in the previous game in the original because they have enough data. Mm-hmm. To put the safari zone in, because I mean, I'm not surprised considering how that game is so fucking gigantic for a Game Boy Color game. 
Well, that was one of the things Awada was, like, really, like, acclaimed for, is he figured out the compression yeah. tools they needed to make make it so that they could basically fit two game worlds into one, which is yeah. really incredible, Amazing. given that... Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. Flimsy it's cartridges. Very, it's a very bare-bones version of the, of the first world, but I'd see, like, most of the first map is in there. So, correct me so. if I'm wrong, the three, like, legendary dogs, could you only get those in Crystal? No, no, they were always they were always available in all of the games. Okay, okay. Those those are the ones that started the trend of like they're gonna run away the moment they see you. Yeah. So Ho oh yeah. and uh, Lugia are in both versions too, correct? Yes, yes. That was before they have exclusive legendaries. So if you in in silver you get Lucia at level forty, I think, and Ho at level seventy. And in gold, you get Ho at level 40 and Lucia at level 70. So at least that's, like, fine. But, like, it kind of sucks. Because if I recall, Crystal was the first one that let you play as, like, a female, right? Yes, yes, it was also. Yeah. And also didn't, like... There's some other stuff Crystal had, I thought, like, functionality-wise, too, that they added, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, you could capture Suicune as a story event. They that was the first one that the battle, like a, a ghetto version of the uh, battle tower where you fight trainers over and over again. Um, they added custom animations for each of the Pokemon's when they when they get in, which is nice because those sprites are my favorite from all the generations because they have like that nice aesthetic to them that I always liked. Uh, Gameplay-wise, I think the game's kind of the same. That was before things like abilities and types like physical and special were things. So those remain the same. Uh, Other than that, I mean, I don't have anything else to add to (laughs) that. I mean, hey, it's probably going to make them a bunch of money, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good idea. People have been asking for those, so... That's you know nice. what else they've been asking for? A real Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch. And they got it. It's called Pokemon DX. Kinda. Yep. I mean, I'm excited. That's honestly, like, that's my biggest reason to why a Switch right now. Because that game's fucking dope. It's cheap. It's a very cheap fighting game full of bullshit that I enjoy a lot from what I played. And it's a shit fighting game. So I, I'm excited to play it. At some point, once I get my Switch. From what I've heard, too, like, I just mean, like, Johnson, friend of the show Johnson, you may have heard of him. Um, uh, he said something about, like, well, I, from what it seems like, from what I've watched, too, of tournament footage, it seems like on Wii U, that was just the biggest pain to set up. Yes, because in order to play two, two players in Wii U, you need the LAN, because you couldn't do two players in one console, so you need to set up Two consoles together, you need to connect the the two consoles together via LAN, we will take a while. So that was like a, a nightmarish tournament setup. Mm-hmm. However, I'm wondering if then, because you can still do that with the Switch, it's just that now the Switch has split screen, right? The thing I'm wondering though, like split, split screen, while it's fine when you're playing with your friends, I don't know if like that's really good for spectating. Yeah, that's going to look bad. So I I think the sub may have to be the same still. Yeah, that sucks. So yeah, uh, even then I I'm looking forward to it. I like that they got a new new shit. I mean, 
not so new was on the arcades, but Empoleon, Caesar, Darkrai, and Krogon are in the game. And for the Switch version, they are in the Owl from Sun and Moon, which is not Primarina or the wrestling cat that would have made much, much more sense for this <laughs> game. But even then, I, I'm fine with it. I think they already have too much wrestling. Yeah, our Pika is too good. Honestly, so that's fine. But like, doesn't that's, like, that's... isn't there like another like fighter type in there that does some like wrestling moves? Machamp kinda. Oh but, yeah, like, that's pure, what I thought. Yeah. Pure wrestling is like our Pika though. Yeah. Pikachu does Mishima moves. Mishima moves, man, that's dope. Uh, and then Ultra Sun and Moon, which made a lot of people really mad that it wasn't on Switch. Um. Honestly, like, I was kind of in there. It's like, oh, it'd be cool to... Because, like, Aired Sun Moon's really good, and I'd be kind of down for a Switch version of those games. But, I mean, hey, it looks like it's going to be just more Sun and Moon, which seems like a good thing for people I, that like those. I wonder how are going to do this one. Because if this takes place after Sun and Moon, the end of Sun and Moon is basically them saying, okay, we're going to have our own league now. So... The reason why there are no shims in Sun and Moon is because there's no there's no Pokemon League. So part of the plot of, of Sun and Moon is we need to find our first champion. So if this takes place after Sun and Moon, I wonder if there are going to be shim leaders in this game. Cause the, yeah, because they didn't... I don't think they specified sequel. They said it's like an alternate story set in like the same yeah. world, which is interesting. I will hope it's... It's weird, because... I said this before about Pokemon. I'm really, I'm really glad with Sun and Moon did. I think like getting rid of the Shim system was amazing, and I get get some new gimmicks in there was cool. Having actual boss battles instead of Shim leaders was cool too. I don't want them to do that again. I want them to do something different again. I also don't want them. I don't want Shims to be back because that's just going back to the formula, you know. It's just like a rock so, in a hard place situation, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because. Uh, the problem, like so, for Sun and Moon, they have they have you go to some trials, and some are better than others. Like some are really okay, go go catch, go like fight these three Pokemon, while others are. Uh, one is like you know like a memory game of like we're gonna show you this pose, try to like guess what's all, we're gonna like show the photo again and try to guess what's all in the picture, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like they totally figure out that's a fucking baby's game, so they just show wheel and like. The answer is like obvious, like some guy posing right in front of the camera, you know, <laughs> to have like a like a little comedy. So those are those stuff like that, that was the best part. And literally, like one of the the last one is super super bad. It's just you go into like this little boss rush, and they kind of run out of ideas for the last two. W- one of them is like, yeah, man, I don't even have a trial here. Just take the the, the thing and go on. So. I, I'm afraid of them going back to the trials because it just seems like they run off steam during the main game for them. But we'll see how that one goes. Uh, yeah, and then from there... Did they... Oh, crap, I forget. Did they announce, like, anything, like, new features or anything from there, really? Or did they just really announce that they existed? They There seemed to be, like, new versions new versions of the legendaries but aside from that like they think they said there will be like more pokemon i don't know maybe like that means more alolan forms which honestly was another disappointing part of the game like most of the alolan forms they were like too few and it was really sad that it was only the first generation but yeah 
Like, it seemed uh, like they oh. went for, like, really big, easily marketed ones, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame, because you can have the first generation in there, you know, but they seem to be stuck in this loop, because Pokemon Go was only the first generation, mm-hmm. but they seem to be stuck in this loop that people, most of the people only care about the first gen, but most of their audience cares about a lot of them, you know? I think part of it is they really want to get back to, like, that college age and a little bit older crowd that, like, played it as a kid than maybe Jump Ship. But also, too, like, you don't have to. Like, you're doing fine already, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and my thing is, like, yeah, sure, but you can also do that while also having other Alola Pokemon. Like, just market yeah. the one from first gen, but put others one in, you know? And this is always something I'm afraid with Pokemon moving forward. And just, like, kind of Nintendo as a whole is that... Whenever they're making their games, they always have like this one really cool innovative theme for for one game, and then they drop it for the next one. Like Mega Evolutions are not a thing anymore, and, and I like them a lot. I know some people didn't, but I thought they were like a really cool mechanic, and they were dropped for a lot of forms, which are cool, but they're called a lot of forms, so they're gonna be gone next generation. Yeah, that's a very specific name. So I'm I'm wondering if. If they're gonna go back to Mega Evolution, what the new gimmick is gonna be like? Stop making gimmicks and make all your systems adapt to something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as this comes out, I guess. Zach, what are your pokey thoughts? Hi, I'm Zach. That's <laughs> just. <laughs> I uh. As the biggest Pokemon fan in this call right now, Zach, what are yes. your thoughts? I think uh I think Glaceon's pretty pretty cool. Glaceon wasn't what? at E three, Zach. Uh, <laughs> well Why don't you be wrong <laughs> right now? <laughs> so Zach, what are we LP in Pokemon Coliseum XD Gale of Darkness? Also known as Pokemon XD God. <laughs> nice. Nice. So what's up, everyone? <laughs> you know what it is? Okay, so the hard transition. Zach, you may not like the... Hold on. You can do it. Hold on, hold on. Pokemon that starts with a B. I love that Google recommended this search. You may not know much about Bulbasaur, but you know a lot about Bioware. <laughs> He's the first Pokemon on the list, man. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so Anthem. Anthem. Hey, let's let's be real here. I think it was the last podcast I said some harsh words about, about the latest Bioware title, Mass Effect Andromeda. All that being said, I still do consider myself a Bioware fan. Um, Anthem. Now, you're the one that told me this, Roz, and you said that there was a leak that this was going to be like a Destiny clone. Yeah, there was a leak on, I want to say it was Gaff, that said that um, the people that made the original Mass Effect trilogy were making a game that was like kind of taking like a lot of like the feel of Mass Effect, but then making its own universe and doing, like, a loot-based Destiny thing. Okay. Um, Which you could see from that trailer. Like, the shooting itself looked very Mass Effect-y. 
Yeah, I, I would say going into the trailer knowing that, um, I, I, I wasn't getting as hyped as I would have if I thought it was just like, oh, here's the new Bioware IP, you know? Because uh, that's not really... I wasn't really a big fan of Destiny and, like, the Tom Clancy's Division, like, that sort of semi-MMO shooter thing. Uh, I already play Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't really have a lot of desire to get invested in a game like that. Um, so when I saw this trailer, I thought that if they showed a dialogue wheel, I was all in, and they didn't. Um, so I'm kind of worried that, like, I didn't feel what I like from a Bioware game out of this. Like, there seemed to be no real, like, character customization shown or dialogue choices or any RPG, like, Western RPG elements in there, you know? And I feel like you're probably not really going to have a party because the party is, like, your friends, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which, that's fine. And honestly, like, I will buy this game. I will give it a try. But, uh, yeah, no, this really wasn't really wasn't what I wanted to see from the Bioware IP, you know, the new one. It it looks like something I'd be willing to try, but that being said, Destiny never really interested me. And I feel like I feel like they were banking on the fact that I, I mean obviously I don't know how far back they started making this. I feel like they were banking on the fact that at first Destiny really disappointed people, but like as it went on, it seems like people became more and more willing to accept its shortcomings to push through for the good stuff. Also, they make the game better. Yeah. So, like, I feel like the people that would be interested in this are probably more likely just to stick with Destiny 2. Unless they Yeah, I mean, mean just. Well, see, the thing is, though, like. Bungie Combat and Bioware Combat are very different. and So, I, I, I mean, they were totally going for that crossover, but I don't think they were ever going to get it. I also feel like, hey, if I had to pick, I would rather play Bungie Combat, which yep. I hate to also, say. Also, but... if, if I have to pick, I would rather pick Bungie Artstyle, because I, I think Destiny looks way cooler, as in, like, how it looks. Anthem looks like Mass Effect Lite. Yeah. The one thing I will give it is the flying around in the power suit seems neat, but yeah, yeah. that doesn't, that's not a game made, like, you know, <laughs> that's not a seller. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with Second. This is not kind of what I want from a Bioware game. I I expect some Western RPG in which I can fuck some kind of alien creature at some point on my way in. Uh, you gotta wait for Tim until you can do that. Yeah, yeah, I wait for Kim to fuck aliens. Shoutouts to <laughs> shoutouts to Bioware getting the uh, fake team speak award yeah, this year. Like, I like the image of like, ooh, there's a cool alien species. We should go. Now nah, we should wait for Kim. Yeah, wait for, Kim. <laughs> for people that didn't watch, there's a part where the the two players playing, they had like a fake team chat thing going on, and the dude was like, "Uh, you been in the caves yet?" And like the camera pan cheesily, like slow mo, you know how it is to like the ice cavern in the corner, and the girl's like, "Uh, nah," and he's like, "We should wait for Kim till we do that," and then they went on with the rest of their mission. Um. And then, lo and behold, later on, Kim and Sandra joined the party for back. Sandra came out of fucking nowhere, no build-up towards Sandra, but whatever. Yeah, so... Well, every group of four has the third wheel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it looks okay. 
I, oh, there's one thing I pointed out to Zach, though. There's a Bioware dude on Twitter that was like, ah, uh, yes, the makers of the Mass Effect trilogy, very specific wording there, are excited to be <laughs> working on Antha or whatever. Like, it uh, was it was really, uh, oof. You could, you could feel the tension in that tweet, so. I'll buy the game if Cassandra is on it. I don't. I don't think you're gonna be real uh, happy. With got, that. Gotta wait for Dragon Age, whatever it's gonna be called, man. That's you know, it's kind of weird, but we're in a situation where that's kind of our last gambit for the good Bioware game, you know? Yeah. Like, Mass yep. Effect didn't pan out. The new IP isn't what we wanted. Please let the next Dragon Age game be good. You know? Gotta make Kotor three. I uh, man, Kotor three will be so cool. Nah, no, just play the MMO. Yeah, I was about to say, as long as that MMO exists, then yeah. it's probably not going to happen. I still remember the day that got announced. I'm like, oh my god, there's a new Kodor. And my friend was like, no, it's an MMO. And I was like, oh, well, okay then. Yeah, yep. Do you know that Darth Raven's in there as, like, a bad guy for, like, one of the, like, expansions? Did you just call him Darth Raven? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I totally you did. Should, you know what? You know what you need, Rosin. A way out. A way out of this segment. Yo, this Revan. game looks fucking dope. <laughs> this game looks dope. I would uh, actually be really interested in streaming or like LPing this in some form. I want this game to be in Spanish so I can play with my wife and we're gonna have prison adventures together. Like yeah. we're gonna have, like we're going to a few years from now. So I. I'm really excited towards this. I, it, I, uh, it's uh, for people wondering. It's a uh, get out, get out of prison, then like live life on the lamb. Little short adventure by the people they made brothers. That's entirely co-op, in split screen. You can play online or local, and the whole gig is that you're both playing characters on the same screen and doing separate things, which is neat. I have a few concerns mm-hmm. because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the game looks really cool. The concept is awesome. Um, my concern is how long is the game? Because then making making it so you play through with the same person can get complicated for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, two, how much can you, the person you're playing with kind of ruin the experience for you? And how it. much freedom is there actually there, you know? I have a little bit of an answer for that. So this is one thing I think is really cool. There's a dialogue wheel that like sometimes one person just says a thing another time another person just says a thing but there's some decisions in the game that you both need to agree on or the game will not progress that's really cool yeah yeah oh that's so cool <laughs> i feel i feel the game will be like 5 hours long at tops i it it's weird because the way it's been described so there is a hands-on thing and apparently the hands-on is like the guys are robbing a grocery store yeah, And there are some big moral decisions in that scene. Like, one of the things is, like, okay, how do you want to do this in terms of, like, how violent you want to be? And apparently it can go, like, oh, they just kill everyone and take the cash, or it's just, um, they just convince the dude to give him the cash and then they're out of there without killing anyone. Okay. And I, I feel like, I, I almost want to say, like, it, it, to me, my impression is that maybe, like, ten hours, you know? So I guess my only other thing is um, this is absolutely a game that you can play once and get the full experience out of. 
So pick your partner wisely. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, Zach. We can do this. Oh boy. Yeah, we can. I we can do like the bad cup, good cup thing, but in shell, I'm gonna cops. So. I can. <laughs> the good criminal, bad criminal. <laughs> Hey, that's totally like a gimmick someone tried to do at some point, probably, you know? That's apparently one of the things, too, is one of the characters is more of a brute, and the other guy is a little bit more soft-spoken. Like, one's kind of the brains, one's kind of the brawn. Okay, okay. So. And then we got sports. I I (laughs) have something to say about sports. Oh, okay. If you think... Cristiano Ronaldo is cooler than Messi. You can fucking unsubscribe from Brazen because he doesn't want <laughs> yep. any of that shit in his channel. So it's just saying that. I take a strong pro Christian stand. Oh, that what? that sounds weird. <laughs> I oh boy, it's fine. <laughs> we are finally religious. <laughs> um, Speaking of Christians, Far Cry, no, not yet. <laughs> oh, not yet. I do want to say, um, so one thing I learned post-conference that's kind of neat. So you know how there's that one FIFA game that had, the, so like last year's FIFA game had this story and they're continuing with that route for this FIFA game? Apparently yeah. you, you play as the same dude. Oh, that's cool. So you are actually playing the second season as that guy, and I think that's like a cute little gimmick that, you know. Because also, too, one thing I will say. um, I'm looking forward to FIFA The Answer. Yes. One thing I will say, though, about all those games is, like, man, for most of those games, there's no reason to ever go back to, like, why would you go and pick up Madden 2008, you know? No reason. What is cheaper? Oh yeah, they're they're cheap, but like you'd be surprised. Honestly, roster changes, gameplay changes. There, I people go back all the time. Oh okay, because people are always like, oh, which one had the characters that I, you know, the team I liked. You know? Oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the the only other thing is, I, I think that gives it a little bit more of a reason to like, hey, follow up with it. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want the full story, obviously it's not. And apparently, there's like moral decisions, like how loyal well, I heard to the, the story fans was, are you. I heard the story was good for the first FIFA game. I, I heard like decent. Things. It always made so much sense to make a story out of him. Just make a sports movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the that sports being movies said, are fucking rad. I like sports movies a lot. That being said, just from my perspective, I really didn't see anyone talking about it once it was out. Yeah. I, I really don't think maybe that's what people buy those games for. I don't well, think it that... is, but, like, it's also... I think if you're going to have, like, a main, like, tournament mode type of... Th- well, you can have, like, a generic tournament mode, too, but I think if you're going to have something where it's, like, just play a bunch of matches in a row, having some sort of cheesy narrative thing over it is at least, you know, a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. more content's never a bad thing. Yeah. Man, I had this one friend who had a PS3 and didn't have internet and the only game he had was FIFA whatever and he will tell me about his team and how he's in like season 5 yeah. on like his match and I'm like dude you're like the saddest person I ever we call him bad luck Christian he, I mean he was called Christian and he got a lot of bad luck and Very he's Christian bad luck podcast. Yes. yeah oh boy hey speaking of that my friend who was like a high school friend of mine insane drummer dude who like He's he's a odd fellow, but I liked him a lot. Stole a sign one time when we were like out 
together one time and like got chased by like a hospital employee. It was really weird. But um, he had this gimmick for his FIFA team where it was Jesus and the twelve disciples. Oh yes, Drasen, that's not possible. A, f- a football team has eleven players. I think he left out Judas. But then you still have twelve people, Rasen. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know who he left out then. Ah, uh, you don't need Paul. <laughs> Paul is super important. Paul is actually <laughs> the one. <laughs> Get out of here! Can't you have people okay. on the bench? I don't. I don't know how soccer. He's Christian. Wait, we're talking about sports way longer than anyone wants us. To I was about to say. So we're gonna talk about something else. People don't probably care about this video battlefield one dlc i I don't have anything to say about this i Uh, also don't battlefield one seems neat i almost picked it up but i'm like eh, 30 dollars is still a lot thing with battlefield games is that they have a lot of add-on content and it's really good add-on content it's just that i would rather wait for like the psn so I, i didn't buy battlefield 4 until years after it was out and i got i got battlefield 4 for 30 dollars with every single thing that had been released for it. And it was a super amazing, like, month where I played that game consistently, and there are still people playing it, and obviously they were way better at the game than I was, but I still enjoyed my time with it, and, um... I think I'm just gonna do that with Battlefield 1 as well. Um, Battlefield 1 seems super neat. Uh, the DLC, adding in more, like, Russian, like, areas seems cool. Uh, also the fact that it's single-player DLC 2 seems really cool. Uh, the, the only thing that, um... I'm interested about is apparently one... So, Battlefield 1 added in this mechanic where, um... I don't know how familiar you guys are with Battlefield stuff. Probably not very, but... I played Battlefield 2 a lot, and that's it. Okay. So, in the the current, like, modern Battlefield setup, um, you have, like, the four different classes, and the problem that all of the other games, and even Bad Company 2 is my favorite, and, like, I love that one to death, but, like... That still had this problem. Uh, the reconnaissance class, which is the sniper rifle one, was most of the time a dead weight. Like it's the one that it can never really justify having more than a few players on the team. They're mostly good for spotting things because because one thing you can do in battlefield is if you're aiming at someone, you can hit select on the controller or I guess left touchpad now, and it will ping that um that enemy for all of your other teammates to see which is super useful and the snipers were good for that but in terms of actually getting kills it's like every other fps where you need to be really good at it and hey most people aren't so battlefield one added in a mechanic called the sweet spot mechanic where every single sniper rifle had a different effective sweet spot range where if you shot and hit someone within that range they were just that was a one hit kill um which is a really good mechanic and added in um like, it basically made that class viable now, and people wouldn't yell at you for using that. But also, it had a thing where on certain maps, during certain, like, really long-range open-field areas, snipers just dominated, and there was no point to not play a sniper. And from what... I, apparently, what people are saying from these maps, these seem to be really open, big, like, woodland, like, snowy plains areas, so hopefully that isn't a problem, but hey. Who knows? That's that seems. I hope that. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to come up with something and I pretended that I listened, but controversial. Someone. Opinion. Boom! 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 Controversial. Controversial opinion. World War One was bad. Ah! 
Man, Rustin, you're gonna need some payback after Todd. That, that was burn. a that was a fast and furious transition. Yeah, man, Fast and the Furious ruined the racing games forever. That's what I have to say. Yeah, so Need for Speed Payback is trying really hard to be Fast and the Furious. But it's like it's like 2003 Fast and the Furious, <laughs> not like even 2012 Fast and the Furious, or like 2016 Fast and the Furious when they're running from a fucking submarine and shit. So I'm like, yeah, when they just you know, became action heist movies. So, so you know, yeah. one thing we were one thing we were pointing out when we we're all watching this together in our Skype call is like, wow, the game actually looks pretty nice. So I looked up yeah. footage of the last game that just came out. It kind of looks the exact same. Oh, nice. yeah. So, but... Well, I mean, that game, from what I understand, like, Need for Speed is always fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, the run was really bad. Uh... That that was the last one I played, and it was a bad experience. But, no, like, all the other stuff, like, the stuff they've done this gen has apparently been fine, so. Yeah, I don't care. I'll never play it. Yeah, probably not. Either. I got Mario Kart 8. That's all I need for need, racing. Need for I, speed have is... in, I have initial D. That's all I need for racing. Need for Speed is the most PS2 era, like Xbox classic era thing for me, where, like, I don't think. Like, the memory I have of that game is me and my cousin, like, having sleepovers, like, when we're really young, and, like, there's this one specific map where if you were being chased by cops, you could go over a curb, and the AI suddenly thought you were invisible, and we're like, dang, we lost him, even though you were right there. Good times. Nice. Um, uh, other than that, so, EA closed out their conference in, I think, the worst method possible. <laughs> um, oh? Which was Battlefront 2 Esports? Yeah. Well, to be fair, they did it. They spent a while on the game before they went all in on the esports. Mm-hmm. They did, like, do the whole thing where they were like, this tweet is the tweet that caused the game that you are about to play to have a story mode. Yeah, you thanks, John Boy. I, I think <laughs> Battlefront 2 looks like it can be really fun, and maybe, like, the multiplayer looks like it can be fun, but boy, did they failed at showing how fine it can be. So I, I think that... Oh, go I, ahead. No, I was going to say, like, why would you get commentary if you're going to have... If you're going to have the commentators read shit in the screen, you know? Like, get a real commentator and they can make shit happen. That's what I was going to the... say. Um, like... So for me, I, I've never had a case more of a trailer hyping me up and then reality setting in, like, that fast where... When the when that footage started, I was all in on yeah. I'm gonna pre-order this game next time I go into work. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Battlefront to play it. By the time that match was done, I was like, eh, I don't need this fucking shit. <laughs> like, I, I I got bored fast. One thing that I was listening to, um, take a shot. I was listening to the Waypoint impressions of Battlefront two, um, and one thing that they really, really I think nailed. And like, I mean, I I, I was feeling this myself to be fair, um. That 30-session thing was ruined by the fact they did not pay real-deal esports commentators. Yeah. Uh, and also, the guy running the camera switching, horrible. Okay, yeah. Okay, if you want some comparison, go watch, like, the Overwatch League finals of last year. 
and then watch this shit and watch like the production values of one and then the other because you watch like the overwatch league finals and like the camera angles are amazing they need to be focused where they're focused when they need to be like a broad thing they're a broad thing when they're focusing on a specific player they do and when they need to switch they switch immediately the commentary is amazing it's all great and then for this one it's like a scripted commentary with really boring camera angles Sometimes we see like this guy on the ship doing nothing. He's flying around. He's flying ar- <laughs> that was the worst. They were like, "Oh, this dude in the spacecraft is tearing it up. He's getting so many kills." And every and time like- the camera cut to him, he was just flying around doing nothing. Yeah. So, so here's what I have to like. Here's my input on that. You guys are absolutely correct, but I'm glad this happened because what we saw is way more accurate to what playing this game is going to be like. Oh, for sure. Um, like the flying around the ship, not doing anything, not knowing what to do, and then getting killed the minute you land. Like that is exactly what this game is going to be like. You know what? Like we're in the race of hero shooters. Battlefront should be a fucking hero shooter. You know, that's so, like kind of thing. That's the other oh, oh. thing too. Um, because there's like they tr- they were trying to use this to explain really they they basically had to try to do this to explain what was going on too whereas if this was an actual esports match they would just like you would have some familiarity and generally like maybe you explain a few more of the advanced concepts you know but the basics yeah, you don't yeah. need to explain but you had people frantically like oh he's switching to the officer he can do this 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 and this now and it's like whoa 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 slow down let me know like what can he do even like i i watched that game mode they had a thing at the beginning where they're explaining like okay so this team is trying to do this and this team's trying to do this at the beginning but like i watching the match i couldn't tell what anyone was trying to do you know like it's yeah and again and it's something like i think that you get a lot by watching like star wars animated series the old the good one that was made with the samurai shack people that it, like i mean that's meaning and this is meaning a nerd but like clones I always thought, like, they, you know, they move in groups, like, cool formations. And in this one, you have, like, fools running around and around the map, you know? And that doesn't look like a Star Wars Wars looks to me. Also, so... too, um, my favorite thing ever that I didn't notice, but someone, like, other pe- people on Twitter had a field day with this. There's a clip where the commentators are getting really hyped, like, oh, Ray's coming onto the battlefield. And then, she, like, the person that got Ray just died basically right away yeah and and then the commentators go well if ray had lasted on the battlefield longer what could she have done fellow (laughs) (laughs) co-commentator and it's like oh you guys were expecting that to be the big cool selling moment and it totally blew up in your faces so yeah that was lame but if they wanted to script it they should have just had a scripted match yeah and, like, you could tell that was those guys' first hands-on experience with that game. And to be fair, hey, maybe it, it probably plays quite a bit like Battlefront 1 did, but... Um, I, I actually... I want to pick up Battlefront 2 a little bit for the multiplayer, but mostly... Like, the multiplayer for Battlefront, even even the PS2-era games, it was the same. Um, Battlefront is, like, legit just, like, Battlefield Light, which which is fine. I mean, like, you don't need it to be exactly the same. Um, but, like, I actually, like, kind of want to see what the story is like, you know? It could be cool. It, it sounds like they're trying to do kind of like a Rogue One-y type thing, but from, like, an Imperial perspective. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll read some reviews, see if it seems worth it, you know? I'll make it on a sale. Yeah. Well, like, hey, Battlefront 1 right now is $10. <laughs> well, I don't want to play that one. 
Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, it's that one, like, the only thing I can say about that one, I played it at a, at a friend's place one time, the horde mode is pretty neat, and, like, that's it. They should bring back space battles, space battles were so cool. I thought they were, are they not? No, they, you can still ride a spaceship around, but I don't think space battles are back. Oh. I like that... you could raid the other ship, you go down and then you fuck that, them up on the other ship. That was, that was the was best so part. Cool. That I, was so cool. That that was also when I was a kid. That was the thing that taught me. Like, wait, in space, there's no real up and down, because yeah. there 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 were spa- like that was the most accurate spaceship type thing where, like, like you would be um flying out of your like ship or whatever. And the other ship would just be, like, 90-degree angle and, like, way, way down. And you would have to reorient yourself. And, like, it was really weird to wrap that around in, like, my head. But What did this for you? I, I missed that bit real quick. Oh, it, like, made me realize there's no real up and down in well, space. Well, yeah, what was the game? Uh, Battlefront, Battlefront 2. 2. Okay, oh, she, Battlefront 2. Yes. Yeah, okay, so... I never played those games, and you just said that now, and you literally blew my mind. Nice. Because I've never seen any other space thing do that properly. But you're right, there is no up and down in space. Because, <laughs> like, I was like, why is the ship tilted? I'm like, wait, no, I can just reorient. Oh, and now my my ship was tilted. And like, whoa, okay, yeah, that's a, that, that, that would oh, be how oh space works. Oh my god. Yeah. It, no spa- nothing does that correctly. Yeah, those games did on some of the space, uh, space maps. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And, and every sci-fi thing ever, all the spaceships are in the same fucking plane. It, hey, and hey, you know what? Isn't it weird that a Star Wars thing is the one to do that? Like yeah. the least hard sci-fi property probably in existence. It, yeah. Sorry, I just that 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 blew my mind just now. <laughs> That's really neat. Nice. Okay. Speaking of blow, blowing my mind. I witnessed the most powerful <laughs> console ever made. Uh, uh, real quick, you can edit this out if you want. Are we gonna do like a final thoughts on each conference thing, or are we just gonna? Oh, um, yeah, let's do that real quick before okay. before we get into the 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 future of video gaming. Um, I thought EA's was pretty lame. Yeah, it, it a way out was bad. cool. That was it, though. Uh, you know, like everything, yeah, like Battlefront Two and Battlefield that. One. I was like, eh, but that does not make a conference, you know. So no, um, no. I thought EA was fine. It, it it was a lot of stuff that was like nothing was bad. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Well, except for the Battlefront bit, that was kind of bad. I also want to point out that like we talked about it now, just because like there were some things that were at two conferences, but it was like, oh, we'll talk about this more at another conference, and Anthem was one of them. I just figured, hey, we'll shove it into the EAA thing, so. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because technically the Anthem gameplay demo wasn't at EA, it was at Microsoft's thing, so. True. So, I just want to clarify that for people that are like, oh, you're not not keeping with the lore. The lore of E3 2017. Um, But yeah. But anyways, the most powerful console ever made. The Xbox One X. Five hundred dollars, four K gaming. I I'm going nope, I that's fine. I'm fine without it. Good for the people that want it. I'm nope, not for me. Good for the people that want it, but hey, have fun with all your exclusives that are none. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. 
I keep going back and forth in my mind because on one hand, I mean, I'm not for me personally, obviously, but um, I totally see like the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X were both things that I was initially like, those don't need to exist. But then I talked to some people that bought the Pro and they're like, yeah, well, you know, I've got this 4K TV and I didn't have anything that was really utilizing it. So I'm glad that this is here now. And the Pro did um, great, like sales yeah. wise. So then that kind of came around on it. But after thinking about the X now, mm, the price is a bit steep for what it does. So here's the thing, too. So, Zach, you did raise a fair point. 500 a lot. It still is technically cheaper than doing the PC build thing. Oh, by it's probably half the price if you want to get a PC that can do 4K. But also, too, you got to keep in mind, as far as I know, PC monitors that are 4K are way cheaper than 4K TVs. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, but also, too, here's one thing. So I'm curious to see how this is going to do. And this isn't me taking shots at the One X. Like, I, I think it's neat for people that want it, personally. I'm just, I'm not a Microsoft guy anyways. I've, I owned a 360 twice, and both times I ended up selling it, because I'm like, this, I don't want this. Um, so here's my thing with it. And this is weird because this is kind of going back into, like, crap I learned from, like, online marketing and stuff. There is, like, a very specific threshold between I want to buy this thing now and I want to buy this thing, like, and save up for it later. The PS4 Pro, while it's still pretty expensive, is, I think, still cheap enough that someone could be like, yeah, I'll buy that. 500 for the X is is past that threshold where that's a bit of money. And that's that has a very interesting psychological impact on people where people think, well, if I need to save up and I can't just get it now, I might as well wait a little bit longer and then save up for the big thing and go all out. That's funny because that's exactly what I did with buying a PC. There were so many points where I was like, yeah, I can totally buy a desktop computer like I've always wanted, but... I could buy this desktop com- computer. Yeah, I could buy this desktop computer for five hundred, or wait and spend a thousand on it. You it, know, it, like, it, it's a and also too that seems to be what happened between the um the VR headsets, um, Oculus, despite being the first one and the one with the best name recognition, completely has been failing. And that reason is because it's in that middle place where if the enthusiasts want to go hard into the PC VR thing. They're going to get um, HTC Vive, and if you just want VR, you're going to go either for, like, the crappy smartphone head things, or you're going to go for PlayStation VR. Um, there's, like, a psychological term for this, but I don't quite know. And also, just speaking generally, um, historically speaking in the console space, uh, the best, like, the, the greatest hardware consoles have historically not ever done the greatest. Usually they're the ones that don't do as well as the other competitors because they don't quite have the software and support that they do, despite I, looking better. I feel like the the developers of this kind of thing think we care about graphics more than we do. And I think the people that really, really like care enough to spend $500 on some better-looking games and slightly smoother-running games, it's not as big a market as they think it is. I feel... That if you have a 4K TV, you're probably a bad person, so you deserve this right now. Yes. That's, uh, that, that, oh, that's, uh, that's my take on it right here. Um, 
I will say one thing in regards to this being more expensive than the PS4 Pro. Um, this can play 4K. Uh, sorry, what was it? The, the Pro can't do something in 4K. Some games it can't. No, but it was like one major thing that it couldn't do, I thought. I I don't quite know. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I think if you have to pick between the two and you don't care about PlayStation exclusive, absolutely go for Xbox because it's a way better deal, in my opinion. It's only a little bit more, and it is like way more powerful. So it's way more powerful, but you can't play Bloodborne in yeah. Xbox X. In terms of However, exclusives, PlayStation's doing real good this gen. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you can pro, you can play all those Xbox original games that you want, but no Bloodborne. Uh, Sorry, um, just just to confirm, I did look up what I was thinking of real quick because I started talking and then got scared that I was wrong. Um, the PS4 cannot play 4K Blu-rays. The Xbox One X can. Oh that's, yeah. Okay. Th- that's also really weird because, like, you know, Sony Blu-rays, yeah. but yeah. Um. Oh, one one thing too, I do want to point out. So Zach, you you actually touched on another like psychological thing that this is more on the company side. Uh, it's like a thing called Segment Zero, where um, if hardware companies on a long enough time scale keep trying to make hardware in response to other hardware companies and not towards the consumer's needs, they will eventually have a really bad flop product. And I feel like that might be this for Microsoft because this is totally only a thing that exists because of the pro, you know? Yeah. So, hey, hopefully, like, I mean, it's always good when things do good because competition is good. And, like, to be honest, Sony's been a little smug as of late because they're not being challenged. Um I would like Microsoft to gain a little bit more of a foothold so we can get some good competition going back and forth and better cool crap happening, but who knows. Uh, the only other thing, though, is then they had the Xbox One S, which, God, I, I actually... It's useless. Yeah. Um, it's useless. The Xbox One X is smaller. Yeah, so well, here's... The, the S has been out for a while now. Oh, really? It's weird that they showed it off then. Well, they were just showing it as the non-X option. The the Xbox One S was the slim Xbox One. It's replaced the original model. Yeah, and hey, you know... It it was just up there as kind of like, you know, you can get the X or go for the standard. You know what, though? I will say $250 for a price on that. Real good. Yeah. Yeah. If if you want to play KI and don't have a PC to do it, you can do it there. Or a rare replay. Rare replay is good. Yeah. Um, Forza Seven. I don't. It looks pretty. I don't care. It looks pretty. I don't care. It looks pretty. I don't care. So Metro Exodus. I think I'm the only one here who cares about Metro. Uh, the uh, more th- I played a, I played a couple of minutes of one of them. It seems fun. I've just been waiting to get into it. Yeah. Um. I think the more I think about this game, the more I think it's one of my highlights of the show. Uh, and part of it is because, like, the way that trailer messes with people that have, like, are, are longtime fans of th- those games is really interesting. So, like, it, the the first thing is, like, we're, we're like, what is this? And they got, they cut to the gas mask, and immediately I was like, it's Metro. <laughs> um, nice. And also, like, 
uh, in those games, your stealth indicator is denoted by your glowing ri- like wristwatch. Like, if you're in the clear, it's blue. If you're being spotted, it's yellow. And then it'll turn red when you're, like, um, fully spotted. Uh, which is a cool way of doing that without having weird HUD elements and stuff. Um, one thing that's really neat... So, generally, how those games go is it takes place in a post-apocalypse where, um, in Russia, the only humans that have survived a nuclear apocalypse... Uh, live underground in the metro system and like they create little towns and settlements within the tunnels and stuff Uh, and on the surface and crawling around some of the darker places in the tunnels are these giant mutant creatures um, that are horrifying and like really hard to take down and it's kind of it's like a cross between like a FPS and kind of more survival horror resource based ammo management thing Uh, one thing that's really cool about that trailer it starts in the metro and you have your gas mask on and when you get to the surface, you take it off. Uh, in the previous games, going to the surface was a big deal, and it's kind of a, a thing where, okay, we, we need to get from point A to point B. We need to really get there fast and not stay above ground for too long because you have limited air, and there are horrifying things out there. It seems like that's being kind of flipped now because they're moving it to an open-world thing where the scary thing is going to be diving underground for good resources. And the surface is kind of going to be the norm. And I think it's really weird because it's like, oh, you're doing, like, the twist is that you're just doing it normally now, but it's kind of neat to see that reversal for that franchise. I feel, I like how your map is just a real-ass map. That's really cool. And... You, you don't have, like, a pointer on when you are. You just have to look at the map, look at your surrounding. Oh, I'm here. Okay. That seems kind of cool. I like it. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited for now. Um, also, too, I want to say... So, <laughs> this is the first of the many games they announced as Xbox console launch exclusive. <laughs> which confused a lot of people into thinking that, like, these games are exclusive, but... In reality, they're coming to Windows 10 as well, and also, hey, like this game is coming to PS4 as well too. They they showed off very little exclusives. I I actually think maybe none. Uh, no, they uh, showed no, they some. They show some. Few. No, but that's coming to Windows 10 too, I believe. Okay, Cuphead. That's on Steam. The... No, no, that they that's not on PC anymore. Oh, okay. yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. Let's okay. look on Steam. They said only X. They said only Xbox One. There, so that yeah, but it was it was up on Steam for pre-order like right after. Oh yeah, it's, okay. it's up okay. right now. Huh. Um, the the thing about that timed exclusive though, um, I would I would prefer a game to be exclusive than timed exclusive, because I, I I hate that. Like, I don't. You, I like, I don't know. I mean, I, Make, I think making that... one making one system wait a year to play a game that everyone else is playing right now is more annoying when you know it's coming yeah I'm sure I'm but still I happy I have access to it I, though I would rather not buy another system to play the game yeah I, I just the, the timed exclusive thing annoys me I like uh, when they did it with uh, Rise oh, of man. the Tomb Raider I I, I Honestly, I haven't even really played much of Tomb Raider because, like, I bought it and I was like, yeah, I've got this now, but, like, I don't know, the excitement for this game is over. (laughs) 
Uh, it might just be a me thing, but the timed exclusive thing still annoys me. Oh, also, too, I want to say the people that are giving Jeff Keighley crap for spoiling the $500 price point on the uh, X, are, you guys are the worst. Please don't. He's he's a good journalist man who is just doing his job. <laughs> so. I, I, I like that public opinion on him is constantly swinging back and forth. I've always liked him. He's, he's... But in terms of the public eye, he's either the the hero of video games journalism or the devil. Yeah, I, he is very easy to poke fun at, but I like him a lot overall. You know. Yeah. Doritos Pope. <laughs> Speaking of the Pope, you you have a fist fight with one in Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah. And so they showed Assassin's Asian. Creed Two. <laughs> Well, hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> Probably. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins in Egypt and now with light RPG mechanics. It looks so. kind of neat, but I'll get it on a sale for $20. So, Zach, I don't know if you have this too. It looks shockingly Breath of the Wild. It looks honest. Okay, so, hey, for the first time in fucking forever, Assassin's Creed took a year off and actually, like, took some time to develop the game. And it really, yeah, it feels like they looked at other open-world games. I feel I feel a bit of Breath of the Wild. I feel a bit of the Phantom Pain. Yeah. That, oh, dude, there's totally going to be sandstorms in that game that have the same yeah. effect, you know? That's cool. Uh, I love the cute little thing they did on Eagle Vision, where you just possess an eagle and view through his perspective. Ha ha ha. I feel like that may have been done before, but... It's cute. It's cute. It's it, a... it it's a it's a wink nudge nudge moment, you know. Yeah. It was planned all along, guys. It all led to this. It all led to the eagle. That being said, I'm I, like I look at it. It's like yeah, this one's definitely more polished and exciting than the previous ones. It's still Assassin's Creed, and I'm not really I'll, a big fan. I'll yeah. wait for a sale for twenty dollars. It's the th- yeah. I feel like these games are best played on a delay, like. If I ever want to play through that Ezio trilogy, like, boy, am I just going to get those PS4 versions that are, I think those are going for, like, like the trilogy is going for, like, 30 bucks now, like, you know, so. Um, then we had the best part of the show. Player unknown himself walked on. <laughs> so, I kept joking days before that player unknown's going to walk on to one of the, the conference floors, and lo and behold like part of the way through just one of the conferences uh we're all watching together and the microsoft pr dudes are like player unknown here to talk about his battlegrounds game it's like oh my god i can't believe this is happening uh i don't think i've ever screamed more into the microphone than that i, I kind of refused to believe it at first and then it, it happened and i was like oh my god they got player unknown was just some random modder dude like he's not you know but now he's a new hit developer sensation so well i i like that they introduced him as player unknown himself but like once he got up on stage it was like no here's his real name and i'm gonna talk to you like i'm a developer (laughs) oh no time to be an adult fuck uh no uh they showed off that uh that game's coming to xbox one x first which makes sense because sony does not sony is the only like game platform to not have like an early access type 
thing yet. Uh, while Microsoft does, so that makes sense that that would happen. They showed off a version yep. of that game that does not look that good when you play it on PC right now, even on best settings. Um, but yeah, it's cool it's coming to consoles, I guess. Yeah, we talked, when we first started playing it, uh, we were talking about it, and I was like, I, like, I could feel this working on the controller decently with some adjustments, so I, I expected this to happen. And way to finally being able to play on my PS4 at uh, some point. Okay. Do we want to talk about the future, like the the future conference, just like wrap up Player Unknown stuff, like now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, going in chronological order, during the PC gaming show, they announced that they're adding climbing, which I am all in favor for because there's too many like waist high fences that sometimes you can get a running jump over, sometimes you can't. Depends on how the I've, game's I've, feeling. I've literally died because of a fence before. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, like, sometimes that matters. I was playing a match just solo the other day where I, like, jumped over a fence and turned a corner real fast and got a guy with my AKM, and, like, if I couldn't have gotten over that fence, I wouldn't have had a good shot on him, you know? So, uh, that's good that that's in there. Also, climbing up mountains seems like a good way to die, but, you know, (laughs) it'll be fun to see how that goes. Um... Then they showed off, they recently announced on Twitter that they're adding a game mode that has zombies, so actually rest in peace, Daisy. I... My thing with this, I don't have any opinion on, like, the mode itself. I wish they were working on, like, optimizing stuff before going for this shit, you know? Oh, they are. It's it's different. Yeah, they, okay, they're, okay. they're still doing the optimization. I, I think it's a different group that's yeah, doing this. Yeah, they, okay. they, they confirmed it's, like, just another team within the... Like, people are just literally working on stuff as side projects, like, alongside. That's good, then. That's every... Good. I, I, at least, I, I know I can confirm, and Zach, my laptop is nowhere near as good as your computer. The game, every time they patch it, runs a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Um... Maybe one day I'll play on my PC. That's a, that's the so, thing I fucking hate about this game. It looks like a fucking PS2 game, and I can't run it because the 100 people. So please, make <laughs> it, please make it you know more optimal. Maybe I can run it that way. Yeah. I do just want to real quick say in regards to the Rip Daisy thing. Um, last podcast we talked about this game a bit, and I don't think Rip Daisy exactly just yet, because while I think zombies. Okay, first of all, I'm, I mean, I have no interest in zombies as a concept anymore, but as a gameplay mechanic in this game, it can create some unique situations, mm-hmm. but as long as it remains the Battle Royale format, um, that social aspect that DayZ has still isn't going to be captured by this game. Yeah, it's not a true sandbox. It, and, and like, the, the ability to walk into town and find weird role players that don't just want to shoot you, you know? I, I feel like... I, I meant... Less that, more in the fact that the development team behind Daisy has a lot of explaining to do. Considering, like, <laughs> I feel like this totally swept the rug under them. Like, oh yeah, it, there's no excuse for that game to be in that state still after all these years. When oh when, oh, in that regards, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's more what I meant. Like, it's it's different, but like. They literally just were like, hey, we made a similar thing that's super popular. They're landing console deals. Remember, DayZ was supposed to come out to PS4 and Xbox One. Haven't heard about that in forever. Um, yeah. And they're like, hey, we have zombies now, too. And it's just like, oof, just one thing after another. Like, And this is some small South Korean studio, you know? Like, it's incredible. So, <laughs> um, 
It'd be it'd be interesting if Daisy tried to make a comeback. I feel like for a lot of people it's too late though. I know so many people soured on that game and like hey, to an extent I kind of did too. So yeah. Speak- I had a very very brief time with Daisy. I'm done with it. Speaking of z- <clears throat> burping, speaking of zombies, State of Decay 2. State of Decay 1 was kind of cool. I yeah. guess this one will be better. That's so, my opinion. So everything I've heard about this game, it sounds like State of Decay 1 had a lot of stuff that they really wanted to add, and they were like, our team is just too small, and we would rather make something that's a little bit more focused and good. Apparently State of Decay 2 is just like the same map, but way bigger. Like, they added way more to the map. Um, Like, you can go farther beyond the boundary point. And just, like, it's more cohesive in terms of gameplay mechanics and stuff. And also, you can play it co-op now. That's cool. Uh, it looks neat. I'll maybe pick it you up You know what else you can play in co-op with your friends all over the console world? The Darwin Project? No. Oh, fuck. Well, I forgot. I, I thought, oh, well, what's the Darwin nice. Project? Nice. The... <laughs> Hey, I guess I don't get an opinion on State of Decay 2. Oh. Do you have an opinion? You on just State said of you're Decay done 2? with zombies. Yeah. Ugh, so what's the Darwin project? <laughs> no, what's your what's your what's your what's the state of decay on on this topic? The state of decay on this topic is that I'm done with zombies. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, it looked neat. I I, I think it's uh it's definitely for a certain audience that will enjoy it. So the Darwin Project is that game that looked really cool and then suddenly became like a MOBA thing. Oh, that shit! <laughs> yeah, I forgot! <laughs> Fuck that game! Fuck you already game erased from it from your memory and so did yeah, I until I saw its name when again. I- when I was looking at the list, like, what the fuck is the Darwin Project? And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. That was really lame. I was into it and then it's like, oh, it's some wannabe esports with MoMA with MOBA elements thing. MOMA, MOMA yeah. Yes. Massive online metal arena. <laughs> uh... You know what else is massively online? Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh. No, no, you're just no. keeping one. You're talking Zach, you're talking about the game of the show, Minecraft. Now in four K. Yeah. Now in four K. Okay, real talk though, being able to p- to play across multiple consoles, really good. Except for PS4. Uh, <laughs> did you see Sony's? Did you see Sony's uh, PR statement on that? By the way, what? So apparently, enough Minecraft fans bombarded Sony about why they can't play online with people on Switch, PC, and um, and uh, Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, the reason they give is they wanted to protect their install base. Nice. Which is awful. Um, yep. No, honestly, though, like, part of that makes me feel like, hey, you know what? Like, I've always, I've always seen the, like, um, like, the PS4 and, like, Xbox One and Switch versions. Of, like, well, Switch version's different because it's like, oh, that one's portable, you know? But I've always seen those versions of those games. Like, why would you get that when you can just do, like, way more on PC and, like... That seems to be where most people are. I've, I've always felt like the console versions are kind of like... That's kind of more for the kids that maybe don't want to do the PC gaming thing, you know? 
Yeah, and the yeah. console versions are significantly simplified too. Yeah, like like in in the sense of like I was actually surprised when I tried out the PS4 version and like the entire crafting system is completely simplified. Um, oh really? I, I remember my um my my coworker was is really into Minecraft. Actually, the the last time, yes, the last time I worked with him, his name is also Zach. Um, he was programming a bot to make. <laughs> to harvest certain resources and i watched nice. him code and in, in, i watched him code live a bot that would that would like manually build a tower to farm resources and then pick the resources then destroy the tower and then build it again it was fascinating i loved watching him do it uh but he was talking about how he and his siblings would play on the ps4 version and they ran into a problem where like the maps are just really small they're not. They're nowhere near as big as the PC servers allow you to get. So, I'm um, I, I I believe they did fix that in the most recent versions of the console ones. But because uh, I was gonna see, like, yeah. what, what were they gonna do about that? Um, it's neat. I wonder how they're gonna deal. Like, because there are some servers of that game that straight up make Minecraft into like an MMO light. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a server that lets you do Pokemon battles. Um. <laughs> So who knows how that goes? I I don't think the consoles are gonna allow for that, but we'll see. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie; it kind of made me feel like, hey, you know what? If it's like 15 bucks on Switch one day, maybe I'll pick it up now. And I probably wouldn't have. No. Before. And it, Minecraft is fine. I own two versions of Minecraft. That game is like it, it, its fan base has created a atmosphere around the game where you're not allowed to like it anymore but like it's fun there's nothing wrong with the game itself it, it's i feel minecraft is like really good the first time you play it and then the novelty was off yeah i, I mean I, I i play minecraft probably once every year and a half to two years same and like for me honestly that was like oh i installed it on my phone to do during work when i was bored and i built a cute house and then i was like okay i'm done with that for a while now i made a cool house thing but like you know the, honestly like the idea of playing it on a switch seems pretty pretty neat i like playing it with friends honestly we get together and build towns you know yeah um my friends got really into like this was like way back actually when it was like this was like newer and you could people started making cool shit for the servers they got into the, like this really intense like territory war style game where like all these like different all the players on the server made their own like little towns and factions and like tried to invade one another like break crap it, it seemed fun but never got that deep into it um but going from that to highlight of e3 2017 dragon ball fighter z <laughs> or as i want to call it just point out yes dragon ball fighters yes. That's his proper name. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so we're gonna talk about this game for thirty minutes. So yeah, honestly, it looks rad. It's Arc System Works making a Dragon Ball game with the Guilty Gear engine. Which hey, I always knew that engine was gonna be used for some licensed game. I'm glad it's Dragon Ball. It's a really good. It looks like I'm watching the Dragon Ball show, but with wood animation. I think it's the best looking fighter yet. (laughs) <laughs> like straight up. Yeah, I agree. We'll have. I think that I'll search that. You know, once we see the full animations and everything, but it looks pretty dope so far. So can't complain about that. Um, 
Game looks like it's making sure for the casual audience to have fun with it by having simplified movesets, combos. They have your your classic auto combo system that are in all the fighting games right now. That it's gonna be you're gonna be your you're gonna be doing your combo by pressing one button. It's not gonna do as much damage. It's gonna be an optimal and a waste of resources. But hey, if you don't wanna learn how to combo, you can do that. Um, you also the moves the move lists are out. You don't have that many moves for each character, so there's probably gonna be an exception. There always is. So you always have your Dante. We're gonna talk about Dante oh, later. But, I don't want to, but we gotta. <laughs> um, move list is kind of simple. Not not nothing too weird, at least so far. That excites uh, me more than anything because I'm such a noob to fighting games and like this is gonna be the one I really want to go into and like it looks like it actually is something I can wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like aesthetically looks amazing. You can blow like they're making sure to have things the casual audience looks like too. Like you can blow up the planets. You. You know, you do the Kamehameha's, you do, like, all the cool shit. They're making sure each character feels different. Like, Goku is your Ryu, you know, he's your... He's, no, Ryu, like, you can you can use that example for Axis. He's your salt bad guy. He's your good at everything, you know, really, like, all-arounder character that has no... He's no special at anything, but he can do everything. Just not amazingly... Uh, what's his fucking name? Freezer is, like, your your zoning character, he likes to stay f- full screen away from you and throw projectiles. Um, Which also come back and hit him if you're not careful. That's yeah, such because a neat touch. They're, they're unblockable, that's the deal too. So, Did you see Cell's unblockable thing? Yeah, it's slow as shit though. Yeah, but, but that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a telekinetic grab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his fucking name? Cell. Uh, yeah, Cell is more of a mid-range fighter. He wants to. He, you could think of him as the. I want to say Polar Force from Shoshos Visual Adventure, but no one's gonna get fucking example. Four people so, get that, that are listening. To no, this. no four people. No. Um, he's your. Trying to think of like a guilty Akai maybe, but not really. But he's like, he's about staying in the mid-range. Uh, Machine Boo has lo- he's kind of like the Teddy with the random items. He's like a mix of Slayer and Fast. He has like all the weird tools that not all the characters have. He has like weird overheads and shit. Gohan is like the rushdown character. He doesn't have range, but when he's in your face, he's, it's really hard to take him off. He has cool mix-ups. And Beshita seems like... I don't remember what Beshita seems like. That's like the one I'm kind of like iffy on. He has but... a really good assist though. He has a really good assist. Gohan has an invincible DP assist, so the Cyclops takes, like... Because in Marvel 3, like, I feel the only invincible assist invincible assist is the Lariat. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're back in the Marvel 2 days, you know, there's, like... And, like, Gold Shenko, but that's it. And no one uses yeah, Shenko. Yeah, but Gold Shenko is not even invincible, she just has armor. And... It's back on like the Marvel two days where like you have a DP assist that you can combo out of. That's invincible. That's fucking great. You know he, he's Psylocke, but he's not a sexy Asian ninja girl with psycho powers. He's Gohan. Don't try to fuck that kid. He's thirteen. That would be gross. 
but I'm I'm looking forward to this game. This game looks like it's doing a lot of cool shit. Can't wait to play it. I'm gonna kill someone to in that close rate if I need to. Same. I really wanna play this game. I I, uh, I have a few things, so I really dig like well one like the planet exploding transitions that like Kaida Budokai Tenkaichi also did. Like I'm glad that's yeah. in there. Uh, with no load times either. Yeah, it's that's incredible. Um I love the little bit where if you pay attention during the launcher, they throw them, like, they go flying into the sky, and then they follow them doing, like, the curved flight arc that they do in the show yeah. all the time. Uh, the sound effects are on point, which I know that's, like, a goofy thing to, like, pray, but, like, it's so authentic. Speaking of, the, the one, and not complain, but it's not like, oh, well, because when I always thought of the DVC fighter, I always thought of Arcana Heart for that. Because Arcana Heart is all in the air. Like, people are in the air, you know? But even then, like, dashes are homing dashes. Like, a kind of hard in this game. Like, dashes will track the opponent when you dash towards them. So that's very DBC. So if someone jumps and you dash, you dash upwards. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I, I, they got that right, and I, you can reflect the projectiles, and you can throw them to the background, and the background explodes when you, you when you reflect the projectile. It looks really flashy. It looks like a realized fighting game. Uh, I'm really, really, really excited. Like you build meter like crazy in that game too, and you can build meter by charging key, like in the DVC game, like in DVC. It's cool. Boy, it sure is nice having a three v three hyper assist fighter to look forward to in this day and hey. age. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Zach, but... what are your what are your not as fighting gamey thoughts? Well, Anton, if you're gonna say something, no, I mean, me. no, no. Let's 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 just talk talk. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, if there's anyone listening here that is going, man, I don't stand half a thing those motherfuckers just said. I'm with you, but as a as someone who literally grew up with Dragon Ball, you have I a Turtles t- T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> Wait, I had Dragon T-shirts as a kid. Oh, uh, oh, you did. Oh, it's fine. When I was a kid, I couldn't have Dragon Ball <laughs> no, shirts. No, that is offensive. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm really mad because I looked up Turtles T-shirt, and all I'm getting is Turtles T-shirt. Nice. Um, no, this game looks incredible. I, I've I've wanted to get into fighting games for a long time, but they're really intimidating and like. I, when I try to learn them, like I, I just don't really retain a lot of the information. Um, this game, I'm gonna really give a serious shot to because it looks beautiful, and the the like everything about it is Dragon Ball fan service to like the dumb moves, like Rosin said, Frieza can get hit by his own like destructive disc thing, you know. And like, one of his special is like the the cream blowout scene, and, like, yeah, special like, camera angle and everything. It's just, like, this is the game that every Dragon Ball fan dreamed of when they booted up Budokai, you know? Yeah. Um. Also, hey, it's finally my boy's time to shine. Majin Buu, here we come, you know? So just one thing that, out there. that I thought is great, did you guys see that screen cap of the game FAQ's Xenoverse 2 message board blowing this game out of the water? With, well, like, just hating on this super hard. Nice. No. So people that aren't into fighters but are way into DBZ, some of them have this thing where they're like, "Oh, look at this crappy Mugen game." 
Nice. Oh, and like I don't people well, keep saying like twenty four fighters. I don't know if that's confirmed, but people are like No, it's not. Okay. Because people are like, you can't play us two hundred characters from all of DBZ and it's like why that all play the fucking same. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh jeez, I hope that's I hope that's just game game it's facts. It's gonna <laughs> be a problem, man. It's gonna be a problem because those Tenkai, those Budokai games and the Tenkai H games spoil people, quote unquote, spoil people into so having Xenoverse because you can play as your OCs, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. But so, the thing about those games is that, like, they don't play. Yeah, good. you can, you can play as all these characters, but they don't feel like the character. They just feel like a blank, like polygon that shoots a different colored beam. And and like, they all have the same like teleport attacks and yeah. Like you look at Majin Buu in this game, and it, he looks like he's fighting like Majin Buu. That's not something that you got in any other game, you know. But it's in two dimensions, and like we yeah, good. <laughs> That's so much better. I'm like man, but I can't play as Dabura in this game. Oh, you hey hey, we don't know that. They yeah, could pull some cool. weird shit out for this. Let's monster. get Tao Pai Pai in this fucking game. Yeah, Tao yeah. Tao Pai Pai needs to win. Me and Antonomi are on the Tao Pai Pai game. <laughs> there needs to be some OG Dragon Ball rep in there. Tao Pai Pai is the way to go. Either Tao Pai Pai or the devil. I'm done with the devil too. That will be cute as well. Antonomi, you're but... static Okay, oh boy. See what happens? This is a Christian uh, podcast, and when Antonomi's down with the devil, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. I hope... I, I, Android 18 is most likely going to be in this game, because we need some some girl in this sausage party that this game's going to be. Um, I hope G- Beetle gets in as well. It's, that's a character to test their fucking creativity with. So... I So... Before, so this game leaked a, a couple of days early, and we were talking about it before we actually got to see the trailer. And um, there was some discussion, Antonio, between you and me about uh, whether it would be uh, like Cell Saga Kid Gohan or Boo Saga Teen Gohan. Uh, they clearly went with Kid Gohan from here. Yeah, but um, I mean, they could have both still. We don't know, but yeah. I, I was thinking about this. I, I don't know. We were talking about character rosters earlier on Twitter, and we didn't we didn't talk too much. But I don't know if you saw. I don't want them to put. Team Gohan in, I want them to put Great Saiyaman in. Yeah, Great Saiyaman will be so fucking cool. Like, as good. a separate character, you know it's Gohan in your heart, we can have all the dumb Sentai-based moves, it could, it, it would be so much fun. Yeah, I, the, like, here's the thing, in my heart, Great Saiyaman will be, like, the first character I will put there, but he's not gonna be in that game. I don't think I, great. I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah, but he's not gonna be. Man, that's I don't know. I, go... I don't know, man. They brought him back for like two episodes in Super. Black Desert Online. Goku Black Desert Online. Oh. Oh, jeez. One of these days, I'll watch Dragon Ball Super. I'm caught up now. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, this is the hey. Finally, episode ninety-four. This show's kind of almost good. Good. Let's go. Nice. It it only took them. Oh God! How long has Dragon been Dragon Ball Super been airing? I don't know. We're almost at episode 100. That's that's like two years. Holy crap! Anyways, okay. Come back. Um. What did I miss? Oh, we talked about Dragon Ball Super. 
Okay, okay. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this, man. Like, I'm thinking of what the... Like, Piccolo is gonna be in this game. Trunks is gonna be in this game. Like, maybe Krillin will be in. That's one of the ones I go, like, maybe he won't be in, but he will probably be in this game. So, I can't wait. It's gonna be cool. Moving on to Black Desert Online. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, if you wanna make some a character with a big-ass booty... You know, yeah. You know what's funny about this? What? They started showing this trailer, and all of us were kind of like, maybe, you know? Yeah. And then we, we were all what like, it was. Oh, what is this? And uh, we felt so fucking tricked when that yeah. title screen came up. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. a good character creator, though. What What else had you feeling tricked, Rosin? Oh. So I have a lot to say about the last night. Um, so, during the showing, they we got a, a, a fast little snippet of a cyberpunk, really gorgeous-looking pixel art-based, like, adventure side-scrolling game type thing. Which has its origins a, a couple years back from, like, a, a game jam, like, indie game jam where people come together and, like, for a cause make a bunch of indie games or whatever. Um, and it was, like, it was like a cyberpunk-themed indie jam, and the guy kind of stuck with his main premise for, for making a full retail-based game. Um, so everyone was like, what was that game? Because it looks really good. It looks very yeah. impressive. Um, so it comes out, like, very fast... Um, that the dude, uh, has some not great, well, sorry, let me, so people, it becomes apparent, um, specifically some people that had known of this guy because they had gotten into beef with him in around 2014 when, like, the Gamergate stuff was real, like, you know, fresh on the, you know, cultural type of thing, I guess, um, and those arguments were happening basically on a daily basis, not a fun time. Um, they kind of said, well, hey, this dude's kind of a dick, and we blocked him forever ago and linked to some tweets where he was basically, you know, uh, basically talking about how, like, he supported Gamergate and um, had some not great things to say about feminism and how his game was about how, like, his game was basically about how like, progressivism goes too far, and, uh, what happens to society in a world where no one has to work, and everyone's lazy, and, like, progressives have ruined everything, um, which is, like, really antithetical to cyberpunk, but that's a discussion for another day, um, and then, like, more and more people started digging through his tweets just to see, like, well, maybe, you know, that's from 2014, maybe he's changed, and, like, up till, like, six months ago, he's had some not great like transphobic comments and stuff like that so eventually he goes on twitter and he says like hey well sorry before that uh the people publishing the game made a statement like this is not representative of the man that we know making this game and we don't agree with those tweets and sentiments that he made which made a lot of gamergators very upset um it also made a lot of gamergators very upset that people like didn't like have interest in the game anymore because of his personal views. Um, and then he came out and kind of made a statement like a lot has changed in the past few years and I'm not like that anymore. And also the game isn't like that anymore. 
Um, however, there's still, like, if you go on the Steam page, in the description itself, it, it talks about how, like, part of the game is, like, what happens to society when, like, everyone has a good livable minimum wage, which is a little... <laughs> and, and even, what like... What happens when society when things are going good? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and, like, even, like, he's making some... Not, admittedly, like not as bad but still like transphobic and really shitty comments from six months ago that like aren't great and aren't something that i would want to associate with um like he wasn't hardcore like he he basically went from hardcore like gamergate like being real relentless with the crappy views to being just ignorant which is still you know pretty bad um and honestly I'm happy he apologized, but I can't shake the feeling he only did that because he had a fire lit under his ass. Um, one of the dudes who's co-making the game with him spent a lot of that day on Twitter favoriting tweets and, like, retweeting and um, basically being like, oh, man, they're just haters and, like, they're not actually, like, those types of people don't play games and all this other stuff, which is, like, eh. Um, so, like, hey, I'm not, like, and, like, I, I got beef. I got a bunch of people that, like, unfollowed me on twitter for this um i think those are newer people that don't realize i generally am a little more social justice oriented but um i, I basically was like man i'm bummed out and i don't want to buy the game anymore and i'm not saying that like hey like if you buy this game you're supporting hitler or anything like that but i think it's important to be you a... are supporting hitler no you, yes no uh i think it's important to be aware of where your money goes um you know there's always a case to be made for the whole separation of between art and artist thing um personally like i i get that concept from like a criticism perspective but in terms of like real deal monetary we live in a society perspective like not so like kind of drop I mean, the arty thing you I, know I, i'm always sold down with separate separating the artist from the art but once like the views from the artist penetrating the art that's another different deal already there yeah like it's very like, clear if, if gamer if gamer gator was making cool as platformer with cool mechanics sure gamer gator i mean he's not a gamer gator anymore so let's not let's not be like a guy let's not be also someone who you know classifies people and they don't know them anymore like if someone who's ignorant about how some of the states of the work, or some of the states of the world, makes a game about the future of the world he lives in, while being ignorant about it. That's where I kind of go. Okay, no, let's not separate the art from the artist anymore. If he was making like a fighting game with no story, I will, yeah, yeah, that's really shitty. You know, like he's. Like that, but if he's making a good game, I can go. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll put the line for a second there. And it's like specifically too, like cyberpunk is a genre you choose to put your game in when you have something about society you want to bitch about. You know, like yeah, exactly. So, so I'm saying, okay, even then, I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna get the same because I can't right now. And honestly, I'm not, I he he looks really cool, but this whole debacle made me lose interest in it. I'm gonna say the guy apologized, you know. So I think that this is like a, people should not give him shit anymore because the, the deal is done. Uh, and we'll have to wait until the plot is out to see like how this how this is. We 
Because the thing is, like, after he apologized, if people still give him shit, that's just gonna make him think he's right, you know? It, yeah, well, which I... is interesting, too, because a lot of the people that were like, oh, don't let those SJWs get a, the better of you. When he apologized, a lot of those people got pissed. They were like, oh, I'm not yeah. supporting your game anymore because you're you're a pussy who backed down. And it's like, no, he, he did the good thing. It's just a matter now of seeing was that just uh like save your ass thing that has no heart behind yeah. it, or are you legitimately better? And hey, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. When I was like, I mean, he's I think he's older than any of us, but like when I was younger, I was God knows I was an idiot about some stuff. Like people get and, and some, better, uh, and like some people, you know, they t- it takes a while for them to just kind of realize how stuff is. Yeah. Uh, again, I say don't. Like the deal with this game's done. The guy apologized. Now it's for us to keep waiting. See more in. Yeah, wait and see. Don't go online and harass this guy because it gives people a bad image. It gives a bad image to what. Like I, I don't want to get too hard into you know the left and right and whatever, but to not even that to just people that care about let's say social justice. Gives a really you you have people saying trusted trusted warrior are running video games because there are actual people that don't know actually when to say okay this is time to stop right now and I feel that this moment is time to stop going on the guy let him say what he needs to say in his game and we'll keep the discussion once the once the game's out and I That's feel like I feel. it's also like it's a good point to clarify too like and to be fair most people did this but you know some people but like. It's one thing to be like, hey, I was interested in this, then I learned this, and, like, I don't want to buy the game anymore. But, like, the, yeah, like, the people that are like, oh, like, you are basically the devil. Like, don't, yeah, no, don't, don't do no, that. Like, just no. just be like, hey, I was interested, and now I'm not, people, you know. Some people are like that because they legit don't know better, you know, for one reason or another. And, like, yeah. sure, ignorance is not an excuse for a bad behavior, but... It's not as the same as someone like Mambot, who clearly knows better. Yeah. Uh, she knows he's a piece of shit. But she she's still being a piece of shit and she's actually like harassing people and saying horrible things on Twitter. Like there's a huge difference there between those two. Yeah, like there there's the people that just fell into that sort of thinking because yeah. they legitimately thought there was like merit to it and I, I, like I, I hate to say it too but a lot of times that decision making process is what are my friends doing or like you know yeah sure um, yeah you we we human beings are made by the people around them that's just kind of how it goes you know yeah and some people like, some people fell deeper into it and some people were like oh god this is stupid and yeah, I should get out. Like, and then there's people like people... Ian Miles Chong who are like, "I'm in the ro- no, I'm going to be mm-hmm. the worst piece of shit forever now." Some people just go into Gamergate because they thought like it was all the whole journalism thing, which still was kind of dumb. But I kind of get that, you know. And then when they saw like, as they went in, like, "You, no, no, this is this is yeah. bad." So it, it's it's weird, and I just hope that the guy legit feels this way, and this is not a pure move. And it's just up to the future right now. And hey, like, to be honest, here's one thing that, like, I want to say. Even if he does turn out being a piece of shit, I do believe strongly in at least, like, to some degree, death of the author in the sense of, like, hey, if someone crappy makes a piece of media, 
that you yourself can gain a lot personally from. Like, let's yeah. say, for example, the dude who writes Attack on Titan is horrible. Like, he's, like, super pro, like, Japanese militarism, is, like, a World War II <laughs> crime denier. Um, you can tell when you read Attack on Titan. Yeah, <laughs> it's all over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, hey, you know what? If you really like that story, you really like that character, that speaks to you in a place... There's nothing yeah, wrong with sorry. enjoying that, even if you have to support someone crappy, because at the end of the day, you're getting Unless out of Unless you it. think Mikasa is a good character, because if you think Mikasa is a good character, there's something wrong with you. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd say from that, like, it's fine. It's like, you know, you're getting a lot out of that, and like, hey, no one can fault you for wanting to enjoy something like that, because that, that, uh, that's more important for you than, like, worrying about giving money to, like, some douche. Excuse me, but I do think it's important yeah. to know where your where your spending goes, and like that's not even like just for like art or video games. Like, hey, like I know personally when I want to buy like say a new phone or TV or something, I I kind of like to know like the company I'm supporting. Like, some are better about you know recycling parts and treating the environment better than others, and you know it's just part of being a responsible consumer. If if you can do that sort of thing, I mean, God knows you can't do that for everything. You'd, you'd spend hours researching for every purchase but you know it's nice to do that it's nice to know where you're who you're supporting uh but like hey you know what push comes to shove the dude turns out to be a piece of shit wait for a humble bundle and then just do do the slider thing so it goes 100 percent to charity and like who cares you know like yeah you bought the game and you supported charity oh god you know so yeah but yeah that was uh that was an interesting thing to witness the c3 um yeah, I just hope he um, didn't just make that statement for PR purposes and actually, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's a better person now, but who knows. Zach, how do you feel about the last night? I feel like Code Vein looks pretty cool. Nice. Hey, yo. Code Vein looks dope. Finally, like a Dark Souls clone that like, speaks to me, which is weep garbage. Yeah. Honestly, what uh, I... you know, sorry, I just want to clarify that because a lot of people are saying Dark Souls clone. I'm going to go out and say we should make the distinction. It looks like a Bloodborne clone. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm down with it, too. It, uh, it didn't impress me the first time I saw it, but, like, that E3 showing was really strong, and I'm way more excited now. It looks super I... like God Eater, which makes sense. It's made by the same people. <laughs> So those kids, those cards are gonna be up their mouth, but outside from that, looks like looks like a really fun game. I'm probably gonna get it. I still need to play Neo, but this looks more appealing than Neo to me. So hey, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the the faster pace, sort of like taking more from Bloodborne and Dark Souls three combat than necessarily Dark Souls one and two, kind of speaks a bit to me. So I'm a I'm gonna give it a shot. I hope it feels good. Honestly, I haven't really gotten into any Souls clone, so this might be the one that I branch out into. I I love that this studio's new thing is take IP you're familiar with and make a version of that that's weeby, post-apocalypse, and faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, good on those guys. Um, Sea of Thieves looks. <laughs> so you know. One thing I do appreciate that I saw someone tweet, and someone tweeted something that's like, for what it's worth, I would take that sort of gameplay and commentary any day over the Battlefront 2 mess. 
And you know what? I kind of agree. It was slower paced and, like, the game didn't look good, but, like, we clearly understood what was going along and could follow it, which is more than you could say about Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah, it just sucks. The game doesn't look good at all. <laughs> like, at all. Sea of Thieves. Um, we saw Tacoma, which is the new Gone Home game in space. It's made by the people that made Gone Home. It isn't Gone Home 2, but... There's not much else to say. It's just kind of showed, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it should have been Gone Home in space. Gone space. Uh, Gone Home 2 in space. Then they showed Super Lucky's Tale, which I did not know was... Act- this. Did you guys know this is a sequel? Yeah, I fucking told you this guy was real, Rasen. I fucking told you. And you were like, no, this was no suck. Was like, you thought this was Conquer. No, this is a new character. I fucking knew this guy was real before. Uh, Fuck you all. No, I'm I, down. no I'm... Rosin thought it was Conquer, motherfucker. Yeah, but then you were like, you thought it was Conquer. And like, I was like, no, this, yeah. this guy's a new guy. This is a new guy. And I'm like, no, no, this guy came. I, know I never said you thought it was Conquer. <laughs> I oh, don't know, man. You're like a fucking I said, Rosin thought it was Conker, and I said, what are you talking about? You said, you guys thought he was Conker. I think this is showing just how strong and memorable this character design is. You yeah. know what's funny, though? I mean, I didn't know this was a sequel, but that kind of blows up what I was going to fucking say. What? Which was, I, I was going to say, oh, hey, someone started making a game in response to Ukulele before that reception came out. No, so Lucky's, so here's the thing. Lucky's Tale was the ukulele that no one knew about and no one bought, and critics slammed. It came out, like, two or three years ago. Um, People didn't like it at all, so who knows. Why? Why is it getting a sequel? Because ukulele. Probably. You always want to give an IP and not try. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, it didn't look terrible. It just looked like... Uninspired. Uh, it looks yeah, yeah, uninspired is the word I would say. I, I think I'd rather play ukulele, honestly. Why are we not talking about Bubsy in this podcast? Oh, yeah. He's back. Bubsy's back. I'm gonna fucking buy that game, man. I can't wait I for need... that game to be amazing. So is this the to... section where we start our petition to bring Gex and Croc back? or We need Gex back. <laughs> oh, we but not Croc. Gex. I see your biases. And he four, needs, make it happen. And he needs to be Bubsy's boyfriend. Yep. Can't wait for that Bubsy game. I can wait. I, I, I can no, wait I mean, a long I, time. I, I'm gonna buy it day one. I need to. I'm gonna be the Bubsy guy. That's that's my that's my call. That's All right, my every, call. everyone, you heard it here. Antonomi's the Bubsy guy. I'm the Bubsy guy. Subscribe to my channel for future Bubsy updates, you know? I'm done with fighting games, I'm done with KOF, I'm the Bubsy guy now. Bubsy's the Wooly Return combo video. Yes. Can't wait for your your Bubsy level chart. Yes. Bubsy tool assisted speedrun. Yeah, Cuphead. It still looks neat. Man, that game's taking a while to come out. Well, I mean, I, they can take all the time they want because it looks amazing. It looks the good. Thing about, the thing about Cuphead is that I don't think I'll ever play it, but I'm happy that it exists so I can look at it. The only thing that um, uh, every hands-on that I've seen is, uh, at least, sorry, every hands-on I've seen from like a few months ago, um, that game was originally just a boss rush. They People complained that it wasn't a real deal platformer, and they added like 
midsections between the bosses to like actually make levels and apparently the levels aren't super great from what hands-on impressions have said so far so hopefully they iron that out in time for the game coming out in september it looks neat i don't know if i'll get it day one or anything but like it it looks cute the aesthetic is amazing if anything else so yep Crackdown 3 exists. I fucking hate Crackdown guy. That's also the all-around guy. Because this motherfucker, every time I'm watching a YouTube video in my bed, this fucker, the fucking ad starts, and he wakes up my wife every fucking single time. It, w- it wasn't during the first time he did the commercial. It's, I'm done. The gimmick is over, man. It's just be doing feast and get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, I don't care much about Crackdown 3. I played Crackdown 1 and thought it was neat, and I'm happy that series still exists, but also, like, I don't know. It looked fine. I don't have much to say. I got on. Okay. Uh, they showed a video reel of indie games, and there's one thing I want to point out. So they had one game called Shift that no one can find. Like, it looked really neat. It was like a 2D, like, really beautiful looking game. The dude was slashing people in midair with a katana. And, like, no one can find out who's making this or, like, a Steam page or anything. Mm. It's just called Shift, and it looks amazing. Yeah. From the three seconds we saw of it. Looking forward to learn more about the Shift. (laughs) shifting topics um so we got the less impressive souls clone ashen oh ashen i don't have it looks it's a souls clone i don't care about the aesthetic that's all i have to say about this game it looks on the nose title huh? yeah yeah i uh i heard about this game actually a little bit before they showed it just from like they announced this game a while back if i recall and i was like oh maybe it'll be neat but seeing it in act in in ashen no in action it it looks kind of I just want to point out that when the trailer started for this game, I said, you're going to lose all your souls, and you actually turn out to be an actual souls clone, so that tells a lot. That's true. Like, so, yeah. You know, speaking, that's quite a strange development we have there. Life is strange before the storm. <laughs> I was, I was going to let that one linger. Um, yeah, so Life is Strange prequel starring Chloe and Rachel. Who, uh, you Chloe is not the old Chloe. Also, not made by Dotnod. It's made by other people. I'm gonna buy it just to support Life is Strange because that game was rad. Yeah. But I don't know how cool can this game be without the time powers and telling a story that we know how to end and we, that we didn't really need. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't... so here's my one thing. So I didn't need a prequel for one thing. The second thing is they did say this is a distant enough prequel because they they said they wanted to make a prequel, but they also wanted to make a prequel that you would not be able to know the ending to. So according to them, it's distant enough back that like the it's going to end in on a note where like you don't know the actual ending scene from anything that they revealed about Rachel and Chloe in season one. So that's good. Um, yeah, Chloe's voice actors can't make it back because they're doing the, um, actor, like, the voice acting strike thing right now. She's part of that. Um, it's three episodes, which, hey, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I have, um, I have one thing about this game that I want to happen. Yeah? 
so based on the trailer and based on I I played uh I think I got like a little bit into episode three of Life is Strange so I haven't finished that yet I need to go back to it at some point but um this is gonna be kind of like how Chloe became the character we know her as because when we see her in this she's kind of plain and normal and kind of lost you know yeah um I really 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 hope that there is a big dumb pivotal moment where they signify her her character growth by her saying hello for the first hello. time. Yes, it's gonna happen, man. Gonna I happen. want it so bad. That's all. I uh, I think it, it would be really neat if she um if the, they make a big deal of her dyeing her hair blue. Nah, that's uh, fuck nah, that. That's it needs fu- to be hella. Yeah, it needs to be hella. Well, they can have multiple big moments. Nah. No, it's gonna, no, okay, no. <laughs> See, Never one per have... episode. Episode three Never is hella. Go... Episode two is the hair dying. Okay. Okay, episode okay. Episode two, they're one not gonna is gonna she have... gets like a CD. She, she gets a fidget the spinner. Dying. They're not gonna have the, the hair dying in this game, but they're gonna have a scene where, like, I always wanted to have blue hair, you know? It's gonna be really I... weird because I know that they're gonna. They already said Chloe's gonna bring up Max and their old friendship and stuff. It's gonna be really weird because I hope they don't do something that's super on the nose, like, oh, my old friend, Max. She's a really special one, that one. You know? <laughs> they need to have, like, a dumb time pun. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I'm not against this game existing. I kinda didn't need one. Uh,. They've all but said that Life is Strange 2 will be a thing. I hope that one goes for... That one can be set in the same world, but I hope it doesn't follow the same characters. Maybe like a a cameo or two from some of the people, but, you know. Who knows? Um, Then we got the most accurate Lord of the Rings adaptation of all time, Shadow of War. Hey, so I'm here. Um... I, I'm out. I'm out for this one. You call me when this is done. So, Rosin. Yeah. I really, really like Lord of the Rings. I enjoy it. Um, the movie trilogy, favorite movies of all time, mean a lot to me. Um, book good too. I like the book. Um, I have never played a Lord of the Rings game that I would say is good. Yeah. Let me correct that. I would I would I never played a Lord of the Rings game that I liked. There are a few that are functionally good, but none of them are what I want. Um This game looks like some of the worst Lord of the Rings fan fiction I've ever seen in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, that's... He, he makes his own rival ring of power and calls himself the Bright Lord. Yeah, that's lame. Um the dialogue is way too witty and snarky for Middle Earth. That's not yeah. I like I get the like I get you wanna do something different. I get you wanna be like you know, maybe like funny and humorous, but also too that's not Lord of the Rings were funny movies. The book it was funny. Yeah, but like not like Joss Whedon zingers, you know. Yeah, yeah. I made the I made a really fucking stupid joke in Skype when we were watching this about the what did what did the Orc say like gotta get you some new threads or something. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bright lord, dark lord. Don't matter to me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, well, yeah, that was bad too. But there's one line about like gotta get some new threads for you, and I'm like, yeah, remember that 
pivotal scene in Return of the King where Sam rescues Frodo and Frodo has been like beaten and stripped and Frodo goes, hey, we gotta get you some new threads, Frodo. Yeah. Like, that's not the tone of that series. Yeah. Um, I think it's neat that your, like, orc rivals from your first game save can transfer over to the second game save and bother you there. That's, that's really cute. That's pretty rad. That's a rad feature. <laughs> I Thank you for coming um, back. That is that is neat. I'll also say this in, in defense of this game. Um, I never put much time into Shadow of Mortar, and I, I probably will put more time into that game at some point. Um, but the idea of having the big army battles in this game that looks kind of cool like like building up an army and marching on a thing looks that looks like lord of the rings a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i'll give it a shot like i i will at some point when it's cheap you know yeah uh ori and the will of the wisps looks cute Uh, i still need to play the first one same. Zach, are you a big Ori person? No. Ori is confirmed as a playable character in Rails of Either now. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. But anyways, then we had the sto- the the showstopper. They oh. they announced more backwards compatibility. Well, they they announced backwards compatibility for Xbox One for Xbox One. Right. You can play your Xbox One games on your Xbox One. And, That's good. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, and you can you can play the Xbox One games with enhancements because you're playing it on the Xbox One X. Oh, yeah, yeah. naturally. So that's good. And then they're like, we, we knew this is the game you all wanted to play and we're proud to announce you can come coming back. Crimson Skies. What the f- Fuck is Crimson Can anyone Skies? please in the comments tell us what Crimson Skies is? Because no, I've never heard no, of this. No, I want to remain in the unknown. I don't want to ever know what Crimson Skies is. I feel like there's like an underground scene of 200 competitive Crimson Skies players that are super blowing their... Like, I feel like this is the Microsoft Windjam- like Windjammers, you know? Yes. Like, the people who know know and everyone else is like, this is dumb, but... It's probably some really cool, like, cult-following thing that I, I've i just never heard of in my life, so... That was a deep pull by Microsoft. It's a cool feature, though, because you can play those three Xbox original games that you always wanted to play in. Yeah, here's Hope and Metal Wolf Chaos. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool one. Now, I have something to say. I don't think... I ever like been in a place more dreadful, more horrible, and more scary than Bethesda Land. Oh, it's the worst place on earth. But before that, I thought the Microsoft conference was really good. I thought Fuck it was Bethesda good. Land, yeah. I I like that we now have a gimmick of Antonomi leading into the next thing before we double back for the old one. <laughs> Uh, I thought Microsoft uh, honestly like I I thought they were one of the better showings this year they they had a lot of interesting games a lot of uh, unique things they they didn't seem afraid to really show anything yeah I I think they had a great showing Um, 
I, I feel kind of bad for them as a company, I guess, because, like, man, it seems like they're really hurting for exclusive content. Um, but that being said, hey, I, I appreciate their attempt to also push things onto Windows 10, despite their Windows 10 store being terrible, so. Um, Fuck Bethesda. Bethesda's showing was the worst. Was pretty bad. So, let's talk about... Oh my gosh, finally one that's gonna go quickly. Do we have something to say about Doom and Fallout VR? Uh, yes! Yes, we do. Fuck you! So, Doom Doom VFR was like, okay, they're showing that off, that's its new thing. Fallout 4 VR is Fallout 4, but in VR, and it's not DLC. It is its own standalone version of Fallout 4 that you need to buy again to play it with VR. Which, you know what, hey, from a technical standpoint... I get it, I guess. That's a lot of work to convert that game to VR. But here's my thing with that. VR fans, I know, there's two things they're, like, sick of. They're sick of games that are, like, real games being, like, hackneyed together to work in VR because it apparently almost never turns out like you would want it to. And the second is they're sick of games that are just, like, on rails, very controlled, don't let you have free movement. Uh, apparently that Farpoint game that came out for PlayStation recently was actually pretty fun in that regard, where they they trusted you to move around and kind of do things on your own. Um, but that's the only one I've heard of recently that people have been really happy with. I Rest was pretty good. Oh yeah, that, that too. Um, I hope they uh, can ease the transition into Fallout 4 into VR World good, I guess. But also, like, man, buying that game for $60 again just for VR support seems a little... Mm. It's rough. Um, I'll be honest. This wasn't shown here, but can we break um, flow a little bit to say that Skyrim, Skyrim is also the same thing? Skyrim VR um, is also sixty dollars. Port of port of Skyrim. Why would you buy for Skyrim 60. for sixty See, the, the, here's the thing. That one bothers me more than Fallout because Skyrim Definitive Edition just came out for sixty dollars. And Skyrim Switch is coming out. <laughs> like. No, no, <laughs> like there are going no. to be four versions of Skyrim. Stop it! I would he be was... hey twenty dollar twenty thirty dollar expansion fine, fine. A full sixty dollar separate release, fuck you. Yeah, it's gonna die when Elder Scrolls Six comes out. You know what's crappy? Um, I feel what? like there's a modding team somewhere that if you gave them a year could do both of these. Dude, uh, yeah, Fallout, Fallout 4 VR is a thing already on PC. Yeah, it, it, there you go. <laughs> hey, Metroid Prime... Oh, we'll get into that later. Metroid Prime VR is a thing, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Hey, Elder Scrolls Online. There, it's I, doing I, I've got better. one thing to say about this. You're abandoning FF14 right before Bloodstorm to get into... Yes. Yes. Oh, well, Elder Scrolls Online in general... did. Like, I've played it. Do you guys have anything to say about that? Because that's been out for a while. I know I that care. there's stuff they added recently is, like, Morrowind base, which seems neat, but I don't care. So that's the thing. This is the big Morrowind expansion. Mm-hmm. Morrowind, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, The cover art, it just says Morrowind. Really big Elder Scrolls Online is very small. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people come into GameStop and see that and get really excited thinking that they just remade Morrowind. And then the crushing disappointment I see on their face when I have to tell them that it's an expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. 
Nice. Hey, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. People will buy this game thinking it's just fucking Morrowind. <sighs> Elder Scrolls Hearthstone. Now with Skyrim cards. A lot of Skyrim push. More than usual. Hey, kind of all they fucking have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather play Gwent or that other card game that's popular now, or just Hearthstone. Hey, you know what I'd rather play? Triple Triad, baby! Final Fantasy XIV! Triple Triad's come, fucking awful, and if you like come, it, come, come, come Triad's great. Come, come Trip Triad me in Final Fantasy XIV, motherfuckers. The, the only thing better than Triple Triad is... Mods, I think. The, the other, the one in FF Quattro Fast cards. Still going. <laughs> What's the one? What's it called in four? Not nine. It's not Quattro cards. Tetra Master. Yeah, Tetra Master. See, that's the fun. Te- see, there was an online version of Tetra Master there was. that came with uh, Final Fantasy XI, and I used to play that shit all the time. I like Triple Triad a bit better personally. It's the so simplified. FF fourteen, FF fourteen, Triple Triad, uh, all night, all day long. I got all. I've got the fucking Squall card. Come at me, bro. Uh, I'll fucking. Throw throw a card down. Oh, what's up with the rules? It's uh, it's fallen ace, motherfucker. I come, I I want to play Gwent. I want to play Gwent a little bit because I watched. I actually like just one day on Twitch. I clicked on a Gwent finals tournament stream. There's a lot of cards on that playing field by the time those matches get done, and it seems kind of interesting. But we'll see. It's free. Play, play Yomi. Oh yeah, there's Yomi too. Yeah, Yomi's cool. Um, then they showed Skyrim for the Nintendo Switch with motion controls that look horrible and unlink. And, um, and and instead of mods, you get amiibos. Hey, I've got a lot of fucking amiibos, so I hope there's more than just the one outfit. It's one of these one outfit. That's fine. It looks bad anyway. Hey, you can finally get the Master Sword in Skyrim. Finally, you've never yeah. been able to do that before. There are no mods that let you do that. Ever. Never ever. <laughs> Man, Speaking I should probably mods, just buy Skyrim on PC, huh? Yeah. Speaking of mods, Creation Club looks awful. Hope yeah. it dies. I, it, like, I really think they need to let the paid mods thing go. I don't think I th- that play. I don't think any player base is ever going to fully accept paid mods. We've already yeah. seen with Steam trying it all the problems that it caused, and also like, hey, rampant piracy, and that's gonna be hard to like. Like, how do you fight that? You don't. There's way too many mods, and there's way too many to keep track and of. The people fight are ends. saying like it's cool that they're trying to get people, you know, the mod creators some money, but they're not trying to do that. They're trying to make money with their mods. Like, yeah, please, that too. Oh, like it's it's cool that they get money, but their objective here is to make money for them with mods. Also, I guess the creator gets some money too. Hey, if like, you're a mod maker and you want to get money, like real deal, just start a Patreon. You'll be so real... much better off. Also, like do mods for Steam games. Valve will hire you if you do that. So hey. Yeah, honestly, that's good resume work. So. Yeah. Modding is hard. Um. Don't. Don't be dishonored to make mods for free. Oh, I have some stuff to talk about this. So, uh, one thing they did not do a great job, at least I don't think any of us caught it during that stream, 
So they announced Dishonored Death of the Outsider, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. Um, apparently this isn't a DLC. This is like a standalone tiny game. Oh, I thought it was DLC. I thought it was too. Um, no, apparently this is just straight up like a little standalone miniature Dishonored title that you can Ooh. download. Um, so that has some interesting lore implications. Um, so you play as a girl named Billy, who apparently is a char- like a very important character who is the apprentice of the rival character of Dishonored 1. Uh, apparently she appears in the Dishonored 1 DLC and Dishonored 2 a lot. I haven't like played those really su- super in-depth, so I can't really say much. Um, but apparently she's super cool and people like her, so it makes sense that they would have a DLC about her. Um, the Outsider in Dishonored is um, the god figure of that universe. He's He was essentially made to be like a mix between God and Satan. And his whole thing is that he's not really good or evil. Like He kind of helps or hurts people depending on how he's feeling at the time. And his whole gimmick is that he gives supernatural powers to people to see what they do with them because he's perpetually bored because he lives in a giant void. So the death of the outsider is very interesting. I I want to see what they do about that and see what that's about. Um but Rosin. Yeah. What do you do with a drunken sailor? That's a good song. They have a good version of that song in there. Game 1 of 2 this E3 to have that song. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, I thought about yep. that during the other showing. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I still need to get really into Dishonored 2 more. I, I played a fair bit, but I never beat it. Uh, it's good, but, you know, just other too many games, you know. So. I have Dishonored 1 Definitive Edition on PS4. Um, never touched it. I'll get around to it at some point. I need to play the DLC for that game, too. Like, so bad. I Everyone tells me the DLC for that game is just the base game, but way better, so... Um, Quake is esports. Okay, I have something to say to you. <laughs> Alright, wake um, me up when you're all done. Yeah. Um, Quake being heroes is the dumbest shit in the world. Just make Quake. Don't like that. They, apparently, everything else is great. Everything else, just despite the heroes, feels like Quake. Physics are like Quake. You can bunny hop, all the advanced shit is there. You can rocket jump. All that cool shit that makes Quake Quake and Super Hype is there. Just that it has heroes. I don't like that. That doesn't fit Quake. Quake should be about the one who has better mastery over the system and the mobility options. And it's good at first-person shooter. It's the winner on an even field. Not about matchups. Yeah. It's not a game about matchups at all. It's cool that VJ Blast is in there and he's fucking confused as to what the fuck's going on. I think that's kind of cool. But that's not... What I think about when I think of Quake, like, are they gonna be more guest characters? Is Lucian a chance gonna be like Sombra in this fucking game? The game feels like they made a Quake game and they're like, oh shit, Overwatch is the new hot shit, you know? Like, it's kind of lame. Honestly, even, I hope the game turns out good. I I don't know if I wanna play it, but I wanna watch this game. Yeah, same. Because high level Quake is the hypest shit in the world, and it's like, fucking amazing to look at so please i hope the hero stuff don't make it too weird also like quake's not about teamwork either yeah like, yeah when i think best... of quake i think of deathmatch yeah, yeah and like the competitive quake 3 was a shit ton of one-on-one so 
it's it's weird. It's weird. You know what else was disappointing? The evil. The evil this one looks better though. And, and, and I, hey, I will say. Shinji Mikami's not directing this one, so maybe there's hope. Oh, he's not. No, he's he's, not. he's executive producer, which generally means he's kind of poking his head in every now and again and saying some things, but okay. generally that means jack shit. So I have so, more faith in this one. I I did not think that the Evil Within was as bad as most people did. Although to be fair, I did not play through the whole thing myself personally. Um. Mm. I just think it was kind of mediocre. Um, this game, there, there's a lot of cool visual stuff going on, but that's kind of all they really showed us. Yeah, I want to yeah. see more of the game, but I, I thought it was a neat trailer. Music was yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll never turn down a creepy, trippy, psycho, breaky game, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Psycho break. Oh man, they should they oh. should have called it the Evil Within Two Psycho Break. Fuck them. All in caps. Yeah. Been great. Wolfenstein Two with the new Colossus. I'm so mad. I can't pacifist run the same. I just wanna that with the Nazis. Like make you need the, to hear their like, side of things. It's super. I need important. to hear their side. Why do they have something cool going on? You know, like hey. What are we on. savages? Jesus fucking Christ! I could I could never bring myself to finish Wolfenstein One. Maybe I'll replay it now. I I didn't got to engage by it, but it's a good ass game. So if this like kind of takes some of the lessons that Doom brought into the table, it's gonna be even better. So hey, let's hope. One of the things that has, at least from what I've gathered now, is that these Bethesda, that this studio in particular, shooters have a very specific problems of like man this game is great but like maybe needed a 10 hour long campaign instead of 15 yep um i really got burnt out at doom by the end where like to the point of like man i this game was so close to being a masterpiece in my eyes but then it just ended up being like amazing because just there's too much there are too many repetitive missions for their own good um so yeah, hopefully it's not like I mean though to be fair, they did say with this one um apparently you're going to be moving all over America and like there's going to like that's going to be kind of the thing as you're moving all over the place to do stuff. So hopefully hope... maybe that means they can freshen things up and not have things be as repetitive and maybe ease up on that a little bit. I hope they have more open levels cuz the open levels in Wolfenstein were definitely the highlight com- compared to the more linear levels. Also, give me more stealth options, because the stealth in Wolfenstein was cool. Not, I don't want it to be a full stealth game, because that kind of defeats the point of the whole game. But mix of stealth and action is always like a nice mix, and we, we don't always get, so it's cute. I'm, very, cute. I'm, I'm very down for killing some Nazis, given current affairs. Hey, yo, you guys, you have a fucked up country. Oh, God. Every day, I try to forget. <laughs> um, the game looks really fun. I never played the other ones. Um, I don't know I don't know how I feel about the tone of it because like I get what it's going for part of me wishes maybe it was a little more a a, a little more satirical and less zany I guess Um, the only scene that really kind of almost killed it for me was the extended scene of them like yelling at each other in the room while someone's shooting through the window and it's like ah Alright. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, 
the scene in the milkshake bar was super good, you know. So. Okay, so there's so this is like a very weird historical cultural games Twitter artifact. So there's this joke that was made actually almost exactly one year ago. Nice. Um, actually, sorry, it was exactly one year on the event of the I last night. I can't believe you're talking about meme stealing on the podcast. Yes. No. Oh no, I'm not talking about this. I I wasn't bringing up that, but. Um, so exactly one year prior to the showing of Microsoft's uh, press conference in the last night, someone made a tweet uh, to make fun of like people finding out like famous people are kind of crappy, and it was um, it was like something like uh, meet milkshake duck or like no was, the whole internet loves milkshake duck the zany duck that loves milkshakes and then five seconds later we regret to inform you the duck is in fact racist. Um, <laughs> And, like, exactly one year after that, it happened with the last night where it's like, oh, we regretted for you the last night, dude, whatever. Um, so everyone was making milkshake duck jokes because of the last night guy um, about, like, wow, that was a fast milkshake duck and everything like that. And people just laughing about the absurdity of the term milkshake duck actually meaning something to people. <laughs> and then, sure enough, we have a scene in this conference of a fucking Nazi drinking a milkshake at a bar. <laughs> And it was just this perfect storm of like, oh, wow, that's that's something. So I just wanted to point that out because I think that's one for the history books that will be forgotten. But it was a very funny cultural games Twitter moment. So um, Bethesda's was the worst. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was awful. I, You know what? Hey, Bethesda, you don't need to do one every year. I know you feel pressured oh. to because like it's a sign of weakness. If you don't, I don't care. It was terrible. You, you embarrassed yeah. yourselves. And trying to trying to cute it up with with dumb uh, framing device of Bethesda Land didn't help, man. Nope. That that was actually that was really annoying. And honestly, there are way too many people that still think that is confirmation a Bethesda theme park is opening. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not that. joking. I still yeah. today people are like, wait, no, that wasn't a real theme park they're making. No, they're not. Bethesda Land seems like a, everyone's suffering in that place, man. No one's having fun. There was, a, like, a gateway to hell open in the northeastern quadrant. It was bad. Yeah, like, it's really, really, really bad. Um, Speaking of gates to hell... Oh, yeah, oh, wait, well, no. Speaking of gates to hell, the Devolver Conference, but first, what were you... Oh, fuck, we thought... We, we gave our thoughts on Bethesda already. My gimmick is fucking ruined. Oh, no. Head explosion. Oh, yo, the Devolver Digital shit was great. Um, they only showed two games, and everything else was just jokes and japes. Yep. Here's my favorite joke, that I was the only one that laughed at, but it's fine. The camera angles and how the girl keeps switching between cameras every time she says a phrase was perfect, and the most eatery thing I've seen make fun of, it was fantastic. I thought you were going to say rest in peace, Dave Lane. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that was strong too, though. Um, that one blindsided me good. <laughs> like, that girl, I want to divorce my wife and marry her because she's the best. And yeah, it was it was a fun, wacky adventure. Uh, they showed a trailer for Runer, which is a top-down action, sh- like, like, twin-stick shooter, but also more of, like, an action game thing. Like, you have power-ups and skills alongside, like, melee weapons and stuff. It looks really neat. I want to give it a try when that game comes out. Um, 
Then they had another top-down shooter. It's, this one's more pixel arty. It's a Serious Sam spinoff called Serious Sam's Bogus Detour. Uh, I wasn't yeah. that impressed, but then they showed like you can play it co-op, and there's like online mul- like competitive multiplayer, which seemed cute. I maybe if it's like five bucks one day, what like many Devolver games eventually become. Not the Serious Sam experience I want, honestly. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not very familiar with Serious Sam, or at least like I've never really given those games much time. Like I've played a they are couple. All but... very different games too, so yeah, kind of weird. I like three a lot. Even if I play three now, it's probably garbage. But I like playing three a lot with friends back in the day. Maybe this is just my ignorance, but if you had told me that game wasn't a Serious Sam thing, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Yes, yeah, yep. Sam. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Exactly. Uh, then they just had a bunch of wacky shit. They had a 12-hour live stream where they played just a bunch of indie games, talked to indie developers. They got... And they brought back the biggest lie ever fucking told. They streamed... Ninja Slayer from animation back into the Bulber stream. <laughs> they streamed all of episode one of Ninja Slayer from animation, which is the worst which... garbage Which in the may world. sound like, what? They stream a whole episode of an anime? Yeah, that episode is like eight minutes long. If you ever want to have a ride, watch the trailer for Ninja Slayer from animation and then watch the first episode and just witness the best told lie lie ever. I will never forget when that show came out day one and we're all like, what? An antinomy. You're like, give it some time because eventually it's going to evolve into something great. And then next week's episode and then next week's episode's and just the crushing of the hope of Ninja Slayer being good. He was gonna save anime, man. That was the one to save anime. Like, uh. And the worst part is, is that it's supposed to be ironic bad, but it's still just bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a good ironic bad. The only thing I'll give that credit for is the show is in 480p, and that's cute, but other than that. It's in 240p. So oh yeah, 240p. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'll give credit that it's because technically the trailers didn't lie. They should show you the parts that will make you hype about an anime, you know. And... For people that don't want to watch it, the the idea is that the trailer was all these really amazingly animated fight sequences, and then in the show it's eight minutes of like South Park esque cutouts talking, and then like twenty seconds no, worth. This is not South Park esque. There's effort in how those things go in South Park. <laughs> This one is no because in South Park you have to moving. put you you have to put three layers of glass each counting for it's an actual like art. I mean not the whole South Park, but that part they're doing is pretty fucking cool. That it sticks with car with colors on top of them. That's that what that one is, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah. And uh... And like it's and it's two forty P, it's trying to be Inferno Cup while not being at this Inferno Cup, you know, that was the gimmick. You can't do Inferno Cup twice. That kind of loses, you know. Yeah, it's not as funny the second time. Yeah, and um, it just really. OP uh, is they... really good, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's white trash, but it's cool white trash. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and they had, like, professional wrestlers on. They They did a seance, apparently. It sounded like a good time. I personally went to bed. Excuse me, I personally went to bed. Same, same. Um, 
Then we have the PC gaming show, which I don't think any of us watched, but I I just picked some highlights. Okay. Um, Pick me. XCOM Two: War of the Chosen is like uh, it's kind of like the um, what's the name of the XCOM One add-on? I don't remember. It's an expansion pack. Yeah, it's an expansion pack. Uh, this it seems a little neat. So the big thing is they added basically alien champions. Uh, which is interesting because, like, think Overwatch heroes, but like in like a strategy game, and it's exclusively like an enemy faction type thing. Uh, basically, it's these basically really powerful boss-like characters that will go around the map and sabotage your um, your different tiles in interesting ways. And in actual battles, they have very powerful abilities. They're very hard to take down. They can escape and then come back stronger in other fights. Um. So it, yeah, I I think XCOM two needed to be a bit harder. So yeah, yeah that's like my thing with these. Uh, it's kind of entering the binary of Firestack situation of like, stop, stop. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine the way that you don't need to make it harder right now. It's so fine. There is one thing that they did add to counterbalance it. There are now three resistance factions that are your allies. Um, and apparently they'll always be your allies, like, they won't betray you or anything, and they have champions of their own that aren't as good as the alien ones, but can be used to counter them. Now, here's what's kind of interesting. So, there there are three different factions that have different philosophies, and they don't like each other, but they like you. And apparently part of your thing is that you could team up with just one and have the reliable partner, but if you want to get two or even all three, you have to start balancing their loyalties to you. Because if you start to favor one, the other two are going to get pissed. So if you want to maximize your efforts, you have to make some like tough calls, but you can get all three of them to join you, and that's a really big benefit. So I that... like XCOM 2 a lot. That seems neat. I'll check it out. Yeah. Honestly, hey, too, and that's the other thing with even XCOM 1. You don't want to play with the expansion. You can literally just toggle it off in the options menu, which is nice. So. Or not buy it. Yeah, that too. Um, no, I mean, I, I've, I've played a couple of games of XCOM 2, uh, I like that game a lot, I feel like this expansion might add a little too much for me to worry about, but, uh, yeah. I really didn't see myself going back to XCOM 2 without it, so. Um, yeah, um, I, too bad XCOM is dead because of something we'll talk about later, but. Yeah. <clears throat> going to another strategy game, Battletech, which is a mech, uh, RPG thing based off a really old, like, war miniatures game from the 90s that was super popular for a time and then completely died in the 2000s um it seems really neat it has like it it feels like a more in-depth front mission style thing for people that are into that it has really cool stuff like um you have like your your mech can overheat but you can do cool things like you can submerge your mech in like a like an ocean tile and it'll cool down way faster but your accuracy will go to shit because you're firing underwater into land um so it seems like a neat thing for mech people like me it's just a strategy rpg thing based off a really old ip um Tunic is a isometric Zelda style thing that looks cute and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, no, did either of you guys see Tunic? I don't know any of the other games that are on okay. these. Yeah, I actually I, I, I did see Tunic. It it's a Zelda clone. 
Yeah. It, you know what? <laughs> it, 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 I'll pick it up cheap one day. I added it to my Steam wish list because it looks cool. Uh, Lawbreakers. Um, this is... Um, oh, God, what's his name? He follows Reaper names. That's the only reason I really know about him that much. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? This is good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm sorry, dude, if you're li- you're not listening to this. You don't know who I am other than Reaper names, probably. Ah, uh, fuck. So, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Hold on, let me look up Lawbreakers. The dude, oh. who's, the, the dude who's making it's kind of a personality type dude. Um... Cliff Blazinski. Oh! Yeah. I don't know. I forgot his name. Um, Cliff Blazinski follows Reaper names? Yeah, he gave me a shout-out one time. Um, oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Actually, the only reason I really think about that is because he gave me the shout-out that one time, and if I ever check the analytics, it's, like, a wide gulf of, like, here's your most influential followers, and it's, like, Cliffy B with, like, this massive bar graph, and then the second other person is some streamer dude who's, like, not even half. <laughs> um, yeah, Cliffy B is a big Reaper Names fan. I don't want to say that even. He, he likes my parody account. Um... No, but he's making Lawbreakers, which is, like, another hero shooter thing, um, which I've always laughed at, and the only thing that, like, I think actually last year at E3 during the PC gaming show, he described it, he's like, yeah, Overwatch is kind of more of an anime thing, and, like, I want you to think about Overwatch as Street Fighter and Lawbreakers as Mortal Kombat. Oh, dear. Um, And that quote always made me laugh, but also, if you look at the game, you can kind of see what he's saying. Um... I think they learned a lot from Battleborn because they are pricing this game at a hard $30. And uh, I I think they want to be like an alternative hero shooter. I think this is going to be the one that at least kind of goes about it more of the right way, you know? Uh, It looks neat, but I'm never going to play it. Same. Same. Uh, I mean, Cliffy B knows what he's doing when it comes to making games, so... Yeah. Uh, there's been closed alpha and beta testing, and people have apparently had really, like, uh, really good things to say. Apparently they're super fast with dealing with, like, glitches and, uh, like, competitive balancing-like things. So, hey, that's good. Um. I did tune into the PC gaming show for about a minute, and it was long enough to hear a guy advertising Destiny 2. And saying that, of course, you got to play Destiny 2 on the PC. Because when you get that precision keyboard mouse gameplay and playing it with uh, a, a max frames to the max, all the frames, like, it, it was some of the most, like, cringeworthy, you know, you PC players, you're the elite of the elite. And that's why you should buy Destiny 2. Like, Speaking uh, of cringeworthy, no. Um, I do want to say during the PC gaming conference, apparently the uh, the last night dude was on stage, um, and he kind of got grilled about the Twitter thing, uh, and he basically said like, "Yeah, those old tweets are embarrassing, but like, eh, I'm sorry about it." And then he just moved on to talking about the game. So, hey, we'll see. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, I didn't watch it, so it's hard to say. But like, just looking at the stuff, like. I feel like these are all four people that just aren't me. 
but like i don't know pc gaming conference seemed a little eh. but you know what it's never been good so fuck it yeah so ubisoft started out strong with game of the e3 Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that looks like it can be a cool... Uh, outside of the rabbit bullshit, the game looks like it can be fun. Looks like a legit strategy RPG. I can't believe Hopefully... the rabbits could, like, just refuse to die. It's amazing. Maybe it's a fun strategy RPG. Not ever gonna play this game. I don't see myself ever playing it. Never, ever, ever. I kind of want it. I, I just love the idea that m- there's going to be a Mario XCOM game and the rabbits are there for some reason. Like it, I, I oh love the God. idea of Rabbit Waluigi existing just to see how that looks, but outside of that, no, I'm not. Um, and I'm, no. This is this is good. This is one of my most hyped games of the year, man. It's it's going to be great. They have this weird combo bouncing system. <laughs> That's from this guy. It's really also, too, there's one thing I wanted to point out that I was like, oh, God, this seems like I, I hope that. So there is a point where an enemy moved in front of, like, one tile that was clearly, like, an explosive, like, box thing. And they used it for cover. And then they blew up, like, the player blew up the box. And it's like, oh, you can blow up uh, explosive cover and damage the enemy. And it's like, is the AI just going to run towards those so, like, you can shoot them? Because that seems silly as hell. Uh, well, it's 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 not gonna be a hard game, Ross, and it's for kids. No. Yeah, I know, but like, you never know. Yeah, no, you never know. It, it'll be game, hardcore. Yeah. This game needs an Iron Man mode. Yes. No, I mean sometimes you you'll be surprised. Nintendo games have like the harder challenge areas or something, or you know, side content that are a little more than for the kids. But that no, the main story is gonna be. It's going to be Baby's First XCOM, which is fine. It looks like meme trash, so I'm I'm all for it. Rabid Donkey Kong looks horrifying. Yeah, I can't believe Donkey Kong fucked a rabbit. Yeah. Um, the crew, too. Eh. Nothing. That trailer went on too long. Whoever edited that was did a terrible job. I don't even remember the trailer. Uh... Cars in no, the no, desert. No, I don't want to remember. Rest cars in the desert, sky boats. Fuck. Cars in the desert, sky boats. Meh. South Park fractured butthole. God, that game's taking a long time to come out for a crappy yeah, South okay, Park here's RPG. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. That game's gonna be like three hours long. Why is it taking so long for it to come out? I love how honestly, like that game is taking that long to come out, and I feel like. The biting criticism of ah superhero movies, am I right, is starting to become I, less and less yeah, relevant each yeah. passing day. It, hey, dude, it wasn't fucking relevant a year ago when they showed this game. I made a tweet last year that was just, oh, isn't it funny how there's a lot of Marvel movies and that's all this fucking game has to say? All I said about this this year was I just retweeted that quote. Fuck South Park, it's not funny. Yeah, that's this too. game fucking sucks. But what about I like the... the ti- I, okay, I like the title, though. Okay, here's the fucking thing about that title. For a year, I've heard people go, Oh, you know what? It took me a while to get that. And you know what? People didn't get the joke, so when this trailer came out, they had to make it obvious <laughs> by Cartman saying the title and going, 
Like, fuck, you can't even have your fucking (laughs) joke sit. You've got to fucking giggle so all the fucking idiots will understand. So... I fucking hate South Park. (laughs) It's not great. South Park phone destroyer might change your mind on the intellectual property known as South Park, Zach. I actually, like, wasn't paying attention, so I don't remember what it is. It's a South Park mobile phone game. It looks like fucking garbage, but so does everything South Park. So we also have. What do you do with the broken butthole? What do you do with the fracture butthole? What? Uh, <laughs> hey, Antinomi, do you want to talk like South Park characters the rest of WASP? So Skulls and Bones look like it could have been a neat game, but then it turned out esports. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Here's why? The thing. Here's this the is thing. the Here's most the egregious esports one. Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm holding on to hope because they said this was one of like four or five modes. Right? Something like that. Maybe the other ones are good. So here's my thing. So it seems like it's one player per ship. Yes. So I don't know how much you guys have been following up with this. Um, There's this kind of like airship battle, like weird niche coming through yeah, Steam I know games. what you're talking about. So there, there's one game that kind of started it called Guns of Icarus, which honestly isn't that great of a game, but the gimmick is that you have a team of four and you're manning an airship and you have to battle other, like, airships, and, like, the last one alive wins. Um, but then there, there's, like, a free-to-play one now where, like, you, you're you in, like, a team of airships um, and, like, you, you have different types of airship that are each good at different things, and, like, you have to make teams around that with your friends, and, like, it, it seems cool for a free-to-play thing. And there's just a few, there's a few more. All of those games kind of feel like lower budget, but more interesting versions of what this is trying to be, which is just okay. one captain making a ship and, like, very I... slow ship combat. Okay, okay, okay. I, I played, uh, I didn't finish it, but I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 4. It's the best one in right. the series. Yes. And... The shit combat in a game is legit fun. It's really, really, really fun. Um, I agree. And for years and years, I've said I loved Assassin's Creed 4 until I had to get out of the boat and remembered I was playing an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the idea of, like, just... If this game, if, they, if what they show for this game was you and, like, your pirate crew of friends going around the world, and if you want to fuck other players up... You could have, you know, being parrots, you know. That would have been cool. But then they, they show the esports aspect of it. I like why is this esports? You know so, like what's really lame is like are you guys familiar with the Mountain Blade series at all, at least vaguely? Yeah. Vaguely. That's the thing where it's like, okay, you play as like a mercenary and like you have your own like little mercenary company that you manage and like it's just like a sandbox open, like uh, not even sand. Well, like it's a sandbox world, but that's not really the point. It's not really about exploration. It's like, oh, you take on mercenary jobs and you know, like make your little mercenary company bigger. I feel like we. I feel like as an industry, we could use a pirate game like that, where it's like sail around and collect like pirate crew members and stuff, and like just go on wacky adventures and like. Like man, I don't want I saw, a PvP pirate thing, honestly. Like yeah, why does it have to be like if this was more of like you know you and your boys on adventure? I will fucking blast the One Piece team, you know, on my mic to be an obnoxious asshole. You know what's and funny? 
when it started and they the way they were describing the game at first about like it's a world where where there's going to be a group of players that are on the top and the world evolves as you guys play and and, and like I was totally thinking like this is going to be the fucking thing that we were all saying we wanted from the fucking other pirate game. Yeah. Like and when we were wasn't. watching when we were watching Sea of Thieves talking like wouldn't it be cool if they did this wouldn't it be cool if they did that for like a brief moment it really sounded like Skull and Bones was going to be that to the, even to the point of like we were saying man wouldn't it be cool if we could <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if we could loot like that boat they just saw, or or like take that boat over and just have like here's Two my boats. fucking crew with our armada and like you can do that in this yeah. game like every person having a boat is fine in my opinion cuz you've got like yeah, this is this is the fucking armada we've built up. This is yeah, my yeah. ship. This is his ship. I'm not. I'm not gonna write this game off yet. I'm just crossing my fingers that they picked the worst mode to show at E3. Because whole thing like yeah 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 let's, let's PvP by why no when I think of Paris and think of adventure I think of like going around in this thing that's really. Um, a romantic version of the worst lifestyle you could ever have in any history, in any period of time. But they gave me PvP pirates. They gave me PvP pirates. And I don't want PvP wanna, pirates in my life. I want to find cool treasure with my friends and yeah. then go back to town and sell my treasure yeah. to build up a bigger boat. And you know what? And then I want to steal your fucking treasure, Zach. And this is Antinomy's treasure now. But yeah, want yeah. To, yeah. I, I, I'm cool with PvP. But, like, all, all we really wanted was an open-world pirate game. Yeah. Yeah. Like an open world multi. Open I just ocean. want a. I just want a good pirate MMO. <laughs> I, I just realized. That, I want know, a like... modern Sid Meier's Pirates. That's like not like the other one they did. That was only. I, I want player known pirate grounds. The, yes. the thing. The thing is, and and this is what I realized. I want these two pirate games combined. Yeah. Yes. I want elements from Sea of Thieves and elements from Skull and Bones, and I want it all to come together. And they're both almost there. <laughs> yeah. I'm very passionate about pirate games, apparently. Didn't know this. So I was going to say one other thing, too, that this game is PvP. Ubisoft in the past few years has been very hit and miss regarding how well they support their, like, online multiplayer games. Um... Recently, the news came out that For Honor has lost 90% of its player base. Yep. And to be fair, I, I never thought that game really had much staying power. Yeah. Well, yeah, which, yeah, yeah same, but it's the same because that was a good-ass game that they made. There. But also, to be fair to that point, people didn't think Rainbow Six was going to last very long either, and they ended up making that yeah. game great. So it's very it's a crapshoot with them at this point you know like division seems to be kind of in this weird middling ground where they lost a bunch of people but the people that are there really like that game so who knows um yeah this this whole situation kind of reminds me of like this k drama i watched a year ago which song is featured in Shush Dance that has K-pop now? What the fuck, boy? 
I'm so mad that, like, the one K-pop artist... Hold the fucking phone. What are you about to say, you motherfucker? I'm so mad that the one K-pop artist I've always heard Zach and Amanda talk about was on stage at E3. <laughs> Alright. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna expose I'm gonna I'm gonna expose myself, Ross. Okay. <laughs> um, couple years ago, I want to say circa 2012 ish. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It it was actually it was late 2011 to early 2012. I want to say, um, something horrible happened to me. Oh jeez. Um, I got into a K-pop group. And I fell hard for that group. Zach, who's your bias? I don't know what the fuck you just asked me. Oh, okay. Maybe. Oh, jeez. Maybe I'm no more than I let on. Um. I see. That's the thing. I never got into K-pop as a genre. I got into that one group. I like K-pop because I I like the way it sounds. But it was just that one group. Um, that group has since split up, but its most popular member continues to make solo music, and I heard her at fucking E3. <laughs> you and Amanda seem mad, though, because it was, like, her worst song or something. Okay, so the song that they picked, is, it's Bubble Pop by Huna. Um, that song came out during a really awkward period of time following, uh, Gangnam Style, where every K-pop artist thought, oh shit, well I need to make a, a like, goofy shit song now oh so that was kind of her like oh uh let uh, actually no i'm sorry I'm, th- I'm thinking of a different song that would be ice cream for huna but bubble pop is also the worst song um yeah bubble pop and ice cream are two terrible songs by huna everything else she's done is really good though so i'm really mad that that's the one they picked i i honestly i put just dance on here and i didn't think anyone would have anything to say but i kind of i have more things to say i was just okay i don't give a fuck about just dance i just wanted to talk about yuna i don't (laughs) her new album's really good who that bitch at the end was she said she wanted to dance in her song and she wasn't dancing she was just singing if you want someone who can shake her hips while also singing, I give you a good show with a magnificent voice. Fucking bring Shakira on stage. She will do anything. I love her, but that woman is desperate and she will do anything. So please put Shakira on stage. She Antinomi, deserves it. Antinomi, yes. how magical would it have been if it faded from Huna to Shakira? It would have been the best thing in the fucking world, man. We probably, like, I probably would have, like, fainted. Man, if you are listening to this podcast, go listen to some fucking Shakira. Yeah, Yeah, Shakira. Shakira, 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 if you're a big fan of Reaper names, let me know. Shakira, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you for changing my life for the better. Fuck fuck Madonna, you are the queen of pop, girl. I, I love you, girl. You're the best. And thank you for being you, unlike Avril Lavigne, who has now been replaced by a body double. (laughs) Uh, speaking Morning of body is a really good Huna song. Speaking of body doubles, No Man's Skylanders. Okay, pe- people have dubbed this No Man's Skylanders. <laughs> and that's the best name. Um, you know, out of all the fucking gimmick toys, this is the cutest one. 
it, so you know what? I have to disagree because the idea of playing a PS4 game and there's this giant hunk of plastic over my thumbs on top of my controller sounds horrible. The Switch game though. Oh yeah, the, for the Switch, it, yeah, it'll probably be better. Um, yeah, it's a space combat game where like you buy little toy things to like play as in the game, and like that's for someone. I don't think it's for me. It's for someone. It, 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 we're talking about it a little bit. They seem to be trying to appeal both to like, kind of like the miniature fans of like older sci-fi type stuff, and also kids at the same time. And I think they chose a very good aesthetic for that. I think it's a very wide, appealing yeah. like, hey, spaceship type aesthetic. Um, I feel like this is gonna be like the next big toy flop. Like. I, I think Amiibos are the only one that have survived that craze. Skylanders? No, Skylanders died super hard, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they that, that series is dead. The Disney one is dead. Amiibos are the only one left. Okay. Um, I love the name Battle for Atlas because it reminds me of Atlas. But that's about it. Far Cry 5. Looks fun. It looks neat. They showed... Uh, they they did some very good stuff with that trailer. I love how over-the-top that, like, rural America cult setting looks. Um, they also showed off now that you have, like, helper NPC characters that will, like, do cool things for you. Which is cool, because Far Cry 3 and 4 kind of... They, they lacked that, so... It, it's changing up the gameplay a little bit, which is I, nice. I'm down with 2017's trend of let's kill the shit of white people in video games. <laughs> it's great, and we should keep doing it. Resident Evil was a great start. This is even better. We need to get rid of white people once and for all. This is good. I will say, Rosin, I think I said this to you. I don't remember where I said this, but I think this game is tackling some some issues that hey, a lot of games probably would be afraid to tackle. Yeah, just just a um, smidgen. I think that it's a little bit of a shame that they are going with like a white male protagonist still though, you know. Yeah, that Like this this should have been the one. Yeah. Uh, that and also like, I I I'm like I'm not convinced it's gonna be any like groundbreaking story or anything. I think it's legit just gonna be window dressing. Uh, that being said, hey, that's window dressing. I'm in the mood for you know. So I am down with killing white supremacist craze people in games from rural America. So man, I I one thing I will say though, um, my favorite like discourse I've seen on Twitter in a long time is people that were like, oh man, it's not fair to go in and like, um, like it's not fair for like poor whites for, for you to like make them the villain of some FPS and go in and kill them like they're nothing. And every like a bunch, well, like not every, but a bunch of game critics being like, how do you think any brown person has felt for the last two decades? <laughs> And, like, yeah, like, it's really shitty when you become a caricature that can be shot in a video game. Ha, huh, white people. <laughs> so that, that's that been really fun seeing people squirm at that because, hey, guess what? 
that that's what happens. That's taste of your own medicine, bud. So, yeah. Um, I I love their little like dressing of the cult so far. They have like a really absurd culty name that sounds like it could be an actual cult. Um, because it's like really messy and goofy sounding, like a lot of cult names are. Um, and just in general, I love like how over the top and like it, it's like it looks post apocalyptic, but it's no, it's just like a like absurd town, you know. So yeah. It looks neat. Um, I you know what? I haven't played Far Cry Four. I always wanted to play Far Cry Four. Um, I just never really felt like it really because I played Three and Blood Dragon, which were you know pretty good. Uh, Primal didn't look like it interested me at all. Um, so yeah, I'm in the mood for another Far Cry. I'll probably pick this one up. I um, yeah, Ubisoft Open Worlds always I lose interest real quick, but uh, I think Far Cry is the best version of them at least. Yeah, I've heard that. They are uh, consistently the ones I have the most fun with. I played a little bit of 3 and did get bored, but uh, I think I'm more interested in what's going on in this game, so when it's cheap, I'll pick it up. Also, one thing I want to say, Far Cry consistently has very, very fantastic like little mission level editor things, um, so I'm looking forward to mess around with that in this game, because they're always great, and I spend a lot of time in them. Let's talk about the big surprise. Ubisoft Hollywood conference. So, despite uh, Michelle Ancel, I think that's how yeah. you say it, um, saying, oh yeah, no, Beyond Good and Evil 2 at E3, showed Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's a prequel. I have a lot to say here because Beyond Good and Evil is a very important game to me. I love it, I love it, I love it a lot I love its music, I love its style I love its aesthetics, I love its characters I love the world, I love everything about Beyond Good and Evil and when this trailer started I was like, yo, Beyond Good and Evil 2 and they started swearing like a lot, and there's no swearing in Beyond Good and Evil and I was like, oh boy, this isn't Beyond Good and Evil and they're like, hey, it's Beyond Good and Evil I'm excited but i'm worried about this game because i i hope it might it still has the charm of the first first game music so far sounds like it's just as good if not even better always like the mix always like how they went for like a tropical thing for the most part but also like with very futuristic tone it's kind of like a very unique soundtrack that way and i really hope they respect the franchise and what's about and I know that's a prequel. It would have been cooler if it was a sequel. But if this is good, and I hope it does, we'll get that eventually. And I can't wait, man, because, hey, it's, it's been a while. Did you see that people got mad because they said during the presentation that the cast is going to be diverse and multicultural? Uh, yeah, like Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah, hey, I guess you didn't play yeah. the first game because, yeah. hey, guess what Wait, 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 hold on. Are you telling me? That there are people other than straight white men. Whoa. Because I'm. Well, not anymore. Upset. Wolfenstein Two protagonists and Far Cry Five protagonists killed them all. Whoa. Yeah. We're being persecuted, you know Zach. I'm out. I don't. I don't like video games anymore. Fuck this. Yeah, I know. They've been ruined by people who aren't exactly like me and share all of my same opinions. All of them. 
Also, the new main character looks really cute. I like her design a lot. Monkey Man is cool. Um, okay. Everyone, I everyone have to the say, cool. maybe giving the monkey okay. a, a hood rat accent type, and like speaking lingo, was not the most forward sighted idea. I, I, I actually kind of was like biting my nails a little bit. Yeah, I was that. like, Ooh, that's not great. I I haven't really heard anyone say much about it, so I guess it's fine. I, it, I don't know I if that was like a thing. I think it's fine due to the fact that everyone else is well represented, you know. Yeah. So it's not like I, they were trying. I don't think they were trying to make a black guy. I, I don't think but, they were either. I think I, I, I don't think it, it was their. Yeah, I don't think it was their intention. I think the fact that the game is clearly going to be. Like well, the main socially, like... Ra- yeah, like socially, racially, like aware and stuff is fine. Yeah, um, young I was, I was just a little worried for a moment. It's all, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who had a moment of like, oh, no, <laughs> you know? yeah. So the shoring yeah. still, I feel it's still kind of weird, but hopefully it ends up fine. Cause man, Everyone, if you haven't played Young Evil, go play it. It's really, really, really fucking good. I need to finish that game. I also probably need to watch that Chip and Ironicus LP of it that I never finished either. Oh, it's kind of old, though. Yeah, yeah their their older LPs aren't the best, but yeah. Um, let's see. From there, we have the um. Yeah, but Ubisoft was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I think it was one of the better ones. So yeah. Yeah, honestly, definitely. I I'm surprised. Like, hey, I'm down on Ubisoft a lot. I'm surprised how many games I'm walking away going. Yeah, I might give that Ubisoft game a shot. You know. Yeah. Uh, then we had the Sony pre-show where they announced some stuff. Um, Crash HD. I'm down. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick it up day one or anything, but I'll yeah, get it exactly. eventually. I'll get it eventually. I'm not the biggest Crash fan, but hey, if it's on sale one day, sure. Yeah, hey, those games are fine, and honestly, like, the moment that game is, is any cheaper than $30, you're getting a steal. Pick it up. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Um, they they added stuff, too. Like, like they, they're adding a bunch of stuff to these games. Those are really three decent platformers. Uh, that's that's really cool. Uh, I, one is my favorite. Three is pretty solid. I heard two is really good if you want to kill yourself or something. But hey, that, that's a topical shock, right, guys? Oh, <laughs> oh, was that AGDQ or SDGQ? That was that. I think that was an AGDQ. If you ever want to see a very cringy speedrun of Crash Three, it's very, it's very bad. It's really hard to actually watch a compilation. It's really hard to see the whole thing, actually. Um, Gran Turismo, Ooh. which I misspelled as Grab Turismo. Yeah. Mm. Another car game. Yep. No. Um. Other than that, they showed off. Um. One of the two new projects being made by the um, supermassive people, not super giant, super massive, uh, who made Until Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Hidden Agenda, which looks neat. They didn't show too much, but hey, I'm down for more of their stuff. Yeah, same. Uh, it looks cool. Looks like a, I, I like the concept for this one way more than Until Dawn, so I'm, I'm done. 
All of the games they showed... I th- there were three games from them, right? Yep. Um, all three of them looked fine, but... Uh, what was the third? I don't remember. I just remember there being three. They, they did, like, a shooter. Like, the third one was, like, a shooter. Oh, yeah. Um, all three of them seemed fine, but, uh, yeah. I, they didn't really show enough to get me hooked, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, when they come out, I'll, I'll look into them. Um. Then we had neck too. The punchline. The punchline is neck too. Yeah. Then we had super hot VR. Super hot VR. Which hey, hopefully that means the base game's coming to PS4 because it never did. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Undertale physical edition is really neat. Cross buy, digital cross buy for PS4 and Vita. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Mostly because okay, Undertale has a horrible fan base and it's bad, 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 bad fan base. If you still haven't played Undertale, go do it. It's an amazing game. It's really, 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 really good. Um, it kind of loves the effect of like, hey, let's check this indie game out. Wow, it's way better than it has any right to be. That's kind of cool. That charm is kind of gone. And that charm is gone. And also like, I, I, hey, I've never played Undertale. I've never actively sought anything about Undertale out. And I know that that game goes weird places. I know, like, all this crazy shit. You know, like, I don't think there's any person on the internet that can actually, is gonna get surprised that Undertale's kind of weird. Sadly, the fresh Undertale experience is no longer possible, and that's really, really sad. And you can go to this game with crazy expectations. Um, But just try it if you haven't played it. Right, so it's like a destroy this good game. It's a good game, and I liked it a lot. So it was my game of the year when it came out. Mm-hmm. And just ignore the fan base; it's good. Um, I'm curious to see how they do some of the more interesting yeah. things they did on PC yep. and on console. So we'll see. Yep. Um, Nino Kuni two. I hope it's better than one. Same. Like no, I, no one knows who Nino Kuni one is. No one, no one knows how that game ends. Like, of course you can go to YouTube and check it out, but if you ask like a normal person that has a life and doesn't watch YouTube videos, they probably didn't play Nino Kuni because it was animal looking. So, therefore, no one that's respectable knows how Nino Kuni ends. I really hope this one's better. Please, 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 please. Mm -hmm. Looks amazing though. Um, that was it for the pre-show. Let's not talk about that just, like, how we felt, just because we'll probably wrap all yeah, the Sony yeah. stuff into one. Um, Uncharted 4 DLC. Um, so actually one thing I want to say, so Uncharted Lost Legacy, apparently they're doing it like, uh, they did, uh, Last of Us Left Behind, where it's both DLC and a standalone thing you can just buy. Cause, nice. Because we were referencing, like, man, they, they showed a lot of stuff for that that makes it look more like a full game than a DLC, so that's why it is kind of a standalone game, so. What? <laughs> Huh? I can't hear you, Rosin. Over. Oh, I can't yeah. hear you. Yeah, they they messed up the trailer real bad, and there was no yeah. audio. Yeah. That was bad. Yep. That was real bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Horizon Frozen Wilds. We don't know anything about it other than it's Horizon DLC, which is cool because people liked that I mean... game. We might have known more about it if we could hear it. 
Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, even with the press release stuff that they sent out, there it doesn't seem like anyone got any info other than, yeah, Frozen Wilds uh, story DLC for Horizon. So, Okay. Um, day is gone. Um, it looks neat. I got nothing else other than that. I've, I've got no interest in that game. Um, Monster Hunter World has made a lot of people angry. I honestly, I hope that's not the direction the whole series goes. But there's more games like All Monster Hunter on the Switch, so I'm fine with this. Yeah. Uh... Th- that's kind of my thing. Is this game leaked early alongside some more information about the context of the direction Monster Hunter is going to go down. It sounds like old school style Monster Hunter games are going to be on the Switch from now on, which makes sense because it's the successor to the 3DS. And um, Monster Hunter World, which is kind of more of like a westernized sandbox Monster Hunter experience, is going to be going on PS4 from now on. And honestly, like, I think that's fine. It's not like they're taking away the old thing and only giving us this. Uh, they haven't announced Monster Hunter XX um, for Switch. Or, sorry, they haven't announced Monster Hunter XX Switch version for America just yet, but I feel like they really will, you know? Like, I, th- yeah, I think that's yeah, going to get yeah. localized. Yeah. No, man, they... I read a post on the internet that said it's not going to happen, so fuck this whole franchise now. I, yep, I feel that they should have shown... Like you know the town that you are because you're gonna have you're gonna be in this in a town in this game. That's how these games work, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they should have shown some of the more charming side that was Monster Hunter, but uh, they did confirm uh, that it's gonna be like uh, all twelve of the core weapons, and uh, they are gonna be more simplified. But like, hey, like that's not the worst thing in the world. I get you know. Like... I still have the old games. I honestly probably not gonna pick this one up. I'm not interested. But hey, if you like it, that's cool. it's neat depending on like like they showed a grappling hook which looked cool you know um but like yeah like i'd rather just play regular monster hunter but you know if it's cool it's cool so who knows i'm i'm open to it being good i know a lot of people are like frothing at the mouth to like dunk on this game but like give it some time people people we don't we're not gonna really know what it looks like until a few you know little bit from now so uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake, which um, I'm I'm down. I'm down. I was more excited at first until I realized, like, man, they just had like an HD remaster, and I know it's a remaster, but still, like, yeah, but ago. I can't play that game, and I don't want to load my PS2. So hey, I'm uh, looking I um, I thought it was a sequel at first, and was really excited. Um, I'm a little disappointed it's a remake, but it's fine. It's fine. So what's interesting is that Sony PR has been apparently very, very um, focused on calling this a remaster. Like, mm. they are actively avoiding the term remake, which is weird to me, but... Yeah, that, I... Probably, I, I not, there's not going to be, you know, much new content, if any, then. The thing is, like, I would have, I would like it if they, like, updated and tightened up the controls a little bit. But I guess that's not going to happen, huh? Yeah. Who knows? Um, you know, it could use with a lot more tightening up and better All graphics. All right. Hey. Hey, you guys have fun. Okay. So can I... Marvel vs. Capcom is my baby. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this a lot, too. Okay. So so I, I went into this, this demo unspoiled. So they showed off Marvel vs. Capcom, which 
Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So one thing, they confirmed that the leaked roster, which is terrible, um, is canon. I, it's, Capcom's fine, Marvel Capcom's is fine, Marvel sucks. Um, yeah. It is, in fact, going to be the roster, which sucks. But um, then they, they, they broke the news like, oh, there's going to be a story demo going up later tonight that you can download and play. I downloaded it overnight because PSN download times are terrible. Um, and they, uh, like, they, um, you know, they just said, oh, go have fun with the demo. Um, so one thing I want to say is, uh, I, I went into this, like, raw, just like, oh, God, what's the demo going to be like? I, I saw no prior impressions. Um, that game looks horrible. Like, graphically, everyone's faces are messed up and terrible. Um, and that was the worst demo I've played for a fighter, I think, ever. Yeah, it's, it, it's okay. There's a lot of cool things in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. There's a lot of cool mechanics. There's a lot of cool shit going on. The core gameplay that, seems fine. It's hard to tell because game, the enemies that, you fight that, have little health. That demo was perfect at showcasing everything wrong with the game. While making sure it's impossible for you to get all the cool shit that's up in this game. It's the worst demo I've ever played. And I say that because, yeah, sure, there are demos for bad games out there. But I legit believe that at its core, the core gameplay of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite shows a lot of promise. It's really innovative. It shows like... They can't, the people making the gameplay really cares about this but this demo just made sure that you wouldn't get that at all and all what you get was this really bad impression on just how the whole thing is and you know what and the... I want to say as soon as I like the first thing the game tells you to do is how to auto combo. I started doing it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this auto combo feels terrible!" And I didn't even know that was possible. Then I started playing around with the game more. I'm like, "This is better," but like I said, the enemies die too fast. You can't experiment. It's... There's no training mode. And, like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. It's a story trailer. I get that, but give me a real fight. Yeah. Give me. Get, let me fight Spencer with Chun Li, so that I can get like a feeling of okay, this is how much this is because I don't get like I can't experience how it's the damage value supposed to be when the drones have no health and the final boss has infinite health basically. Um, I love that Ultron Sigma's super is Gates of Babylon. Yes, but I. I'm at the point in which I don't know if I'm gonna buy this game. I don't. I mean, I I like the gameplay a lot, but I don't want to support a game looking like this. And I know I got KOF 14, but listen to me, motherfucker, that knows that I got KOF 14. Capcom has should have much more budget than. And KOF 14 looked better at lunch than this. What did they do to Dante? You know, like who? Dante looks like he's gonna steal my money to buy crack. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's not looking good. Um and I'm like the UI still looks awful. It's awful and again Capcom is making a horrible show at promoting this game. It's almost like they don't want it to do good. The story mode looked terrible. Um those okay, I hope that's not representative of the story mode because oh god, that's gonna be a mess if it is, because what it I, was okay. 
I feel there's like a lot of cutscenes between the cut cut a scene missing between everything right there because it keeps jumping to different teams and then they have witty banter that seems like I, I tweeted this. It sounds like a kindergartner trying to write Joss Whedon. Yeah, and failing miserably because it's not witty or funny at all. And then it cuts to the fight, and then it teleports to another like part of the part of the world where like you get another team, and it's just bad. Um. Well, and I'm at the point in which you can't like. I know there's good stuff in this game. You can't defend this game without looking like a tool right now. It's impossible. I. I made a video on YouTube about this, and, I, and I'm like, I kind of wanted to make one saying the good points of Marvel Infinite, but you look like a fucking drone if you do that shit. Yeah. Like, it, it's you... really inexcusable, and like, at this point, like, after Street Fighter V and after this, like, Capcom really, like, it's undefendable how, like, and like, hey, I'm one of those people, Capcom makes my favorite fighting games, like... They should be doing better. I'm I'm pretty fed up at this point. If you had told me last week I would be more excited for a DBZ hyper fighting game than a Marvel vs. Capcom thing, like, I wouldn't have believed you. But, like, hey, here we are, you know? Um, this would have been avoided if you release a demo with... Like, there's a fucking demo D3 with 90% of the cast. Yeah. We could have and used that, or like even if you just no, had a just training give mode. Me training mode with two characters. Yeah. Four. Training mode with four characters. People will be saying, "Okay, this game doesn't look great. Looks the, the, the graphics and the animations look really, really, really bad. But the core gameplay is good. That's what people will be saying right now. Because again, there's a lot of creative shit you can do in this game." The games really allows you for you to be creative with your tools and what you have, and that's what Marvel is about, about you being creative with your combos, being creative with your neutrals, and using your tools in a creative way. That's what Marvel is to me, and I feel like this game's core system captures that perfectly. The problem is that, again, the demo did a horrible show at showing you that. It only showed you all the bad things with this game, and the visuals don't back it up. No, uh, I am fascinated by how close those um, those characters play to their Marvel three counterparts, but how uncool they still look doing the exact same moves. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Baffling. It's, and I'm happy that it's some new special modes for some characters and shit, but. I it, it's it makes me really really sad because I I would have been down for another like hyper fighting game experience and I think that Miss Marvel I like her moveset a lot and I like her design a lot I think she looks good for that game and it's a shame because this is the game with X in it this is the game with the Monster Hunter this is the game with Sheda fucking Sheda I mean Sheda is cool as shit and. This game could have been so much more. Yeah. And people are saying that the E3 boot looks better. I don't know if that's true or not. It may be true. Apparently someone asked Ono about the graphics and they said no, that demo is not representative. So hopefully that's true. Yeah, but here's the thing. A demo should be representative of the final game that you're going to listen to. Yeah, why put it out? 
why put that demo has hurt the game more than anything else? I have not seen anyone come off that demo that excited, honestly. Everyone's pretty like, that, down on that, it. That demo is so fucking awful. Why would you ship it like that? Just ship it with a training mode so people can't... I will be playing the game right now instead of talking with you fuckers if that demo was a, was a training mode. And like, man, the casual Marvel audience, that is to- like that is a toxin to them, you know? Like, that's not... That's gonna make people go right the other way because of how bad it looks and, like, initial impressions, you know? So... Yeah, like... Really shot themselves I, in the foot. It's sad. And I, I'm really sad because, as I mentioned one million times already, I think the core gameplay is really, really, really good. And I was really excited to play something like that in which it, there's so much shit we can do with the tagins and you can... Like, there's such a free-flow system to all of this. And, like, air that... combos still feel good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... Why? And and again, I feel like, in, in a way, I'm being unfair to the game because they showed me, like, the worst possible taste of the game I ever had. But that's Capcom's own fault. So I said, if you are not going to buy the game, I don't blame you because apparently Capcom didn't want you to get the game with the demo they just released for this shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, ah. Zach, what are your MVCI thoughts? You played that demo. I did, actually. Um, I feel... Okay, I am not very hard to impress in terms of fighting games. As I said earlier with the Dragon Ball one, I, um, I'm not very good at them. So all I want is to feel cool playing cool characters. Uh... That demo is one of the worst demos I've ever played in my fucking life. <laughs> like, I, it, <laughs> I was playing it in, in the same call uh, as Antonomi, and I echo everyone here's opinions in that, why the fuck would you do that? I, like, even I couldn't get a grasp on how the characters felt when the enemies died that quickly. <laughs> but hey, at least at least there's Dragon Ball. Yeah, like, honestly. like, hey, I have no investment in this, and honestly, hey, I might buy Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three at some point soon because, yeah, that sounds like a fun time. So, I'm not emotionally hurt like you guys are. I just feel like I wasted an hour of my time. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm buying the game out of like my loyalty of like, man, I, I still like at its core, it's still Marvel vs. Capcom, but like. Man, I hope this game tanks because I want it to send a sign, you know. So I here's the thing. I I st- I still kind on the fence uh, because in so, like again, I want to buy a game that's fun because I I know I'm gonna have fun with this game, but I think I'm not gonna buy it just so that Capcom gets their fucking shit together. Yeah. I um I'm gonna miss out on something cool. But because I I feel I I would rather play this game over Street Fighter Five any fucking day of the week, even though Street Fighter Five looks a million times better. But let, let me ask for... you a question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay. Um. So, is the is the blow softened at all by Dragon Ball? Yes. Because you're you're getting a th- hyperactive three v three fighting game soon 
Yeah, exactly. No, like that that totally is what saved it from th- th- like that's what saved it from me being like, "Oh god, like I'm so mad to like, oh, well, at least I can like Marvel is now my warm-up game for Dragon Ball." And um... not not for me because Infinite was going for like a very r- refreshing take on the gameplay in which there were no assists, but you will create your own assist on the flow by just throwing a move and then tagging in immediately, you know. So I was super down for that kind of gameplay. And I'm sad that that gameplay is there and it's probably going to be really good. But it's going to... It's behind all this shit that I don't want to deal with. Just because... Even though... Yeah, honestly, it got me mad again that, like, six DLC characters. Yeah, and, and even then, it's just like, the way Capcom is treating its own game makes me not want to buy it, because I'm feeling like I'm a fool for doing it, so I, I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah, it, it, like, honestly, like, I am surprised that Capcom made something that looks that terrible. I'm not even a graphics dude, but, like, it's embarrassing. Like, it really yeah. is bad. It, it It's like I, Assassin's Creed Unity level, like, what did you do? <laughs> and here, and, and bringing it back to KOF, you know, just to have the comparison, SNK did KOF literally from nothing. They made the ancient themselves, and they released a game that people are saying, like, I had an argument with someone on Twitter, that they think Infinite looks better than Launch KOF 14. I think Launch KOF 14 looks way better than the shit that, that Infinite right now. And inf- and to make things worse, Capcom has actual money. At least has more money than SNK. They could have used the models and art style from three, and it would have been and fine. <laughs> this is in Unreal Engine four. It's bad. And also, SNK worked on making the game look better. Something that I believe, once the game is out, that's how the game is gonna look for the ni- na- next nine years, unless there's an ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. Infinite, because I don't see Capcom working on the graphics anytime soon after that game comes out. Yeah. So it, it's interesting because um, I've become much more aware of fighting games since kind of like talking with you guys about them more. Um, I feel like Injustice and Tekken just came out, and like and Dragon Ball. <laughs> Yeah, they they both got really good reception. Dragon Ball is coming out early next year, and it's gonna be good. Uh, Guilty Gear just got its update. Like, it kind of feels like this game has a lot of competition right now, and I don't necessarily like like it. It needed to come out swinging a bit harder than this, you know. Yeah. Now here's like a thing too, and this is why I believe this game's gonna be fine. Capcom is the biggest esport blah 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 fighting game thing right now. So all the Marvel Dream players, some are gonna stay, Most but they're gonna, gonna be f- they're gonna be forced to move on because this is the game that's gonna be everywhere. They're gonna be forced to move on because this is the game that it's gonna have the esports money. I mean, do you think there's at all a chance that the community will just say no? Eh. I think there is, but everyone is. I That's mean, not also everyone. hard because, like, if they're sponsored players, they don't always have a say. You know, it's yeah. also like it depends. People, 
every time I listen to like top players talk about S5, they're fucking sad that they're playing it, man. But they're still playing it. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, and I really feel conflicted because again, I feel the core, the core gameplay is cool. And if this wasn't made by Capcom, and if this was made by, like, fuck games. Like, I need, they're not called fuck games, but they're called FK games. They made Chaos Code. Chaos Code looks like shit, but that game was made in a garage. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. It's fine that that game looks like shit. I will be down with this game looking the way it is, and I will be like, oh, no, man, it looks like shit, but it's really, really fun. No Kusoge. Let's go Kusoge games. But this shouldn't be Kusoge. This is a fucking Capcom game. These guys made Third Strike, Shosho, Street Fighter V, Ultimate Marvel 3, some of the best-looking fighting games ever made. That's still hot up. Um, this looks worse than Street Fighter IV. Yeah. This looks like the this graphically. This is the worst-looking fighting game right now. And while again, I'm more of like gameplay over graphics. And again, I bought KF14. I'm more biased towards KOF because that's that's my family right there, KOF. And I know it's the same for some people in Marvel. You know, some people grew up playing Marvel one and two in their kids. That's their that's their childhood. And I don't blame them for getting this game because they what they see what's good about this game, and they. And they they still have some faith in this game, and they want the game to be good. I don't want this game to fail. I want this game to be good and great. But if you don't want to buy it because of all this shit, I don't blame you. And it's really really sad that it's come back to this because it it's I'm just kind of depressed about all of this, man. It's Capcom doesn't know how to handle anything. They should be trying uh, way harder than. This. But I feel like they kind of are, but they're just getting everything wrong right now. Or that too, yeah. Because it's like they're doing anti-marketing for it. Because I remember when they showed the trailer for Thor and, you know, the one where they revealed Ultron Sigma. And the reception reception was negative as well not as negative as this because people didn't play it until Kotaku, IGN and all your like gaming website did like reports on how the game played and everyone was like oh okay sure it doesn't look super great but it seems like it's gonna play great you know mm-hmm. and that could have been the impression that we got if we got a proper demo like if we got a proper demo, the talk wouldn't be, oh, man, this game, uh, it would be like, yeah, sure, it doesn't look good, but it plays fine. But how can com- you convince people that the game plays fine when there's a demo that proves you otherwise, even though it's a really bad representation of the game? It's it's a really complicated topic, and I'm uh, I'm really unhappy with this whole situation. Yeah, it's not great. At least, like, there's, talk... at least there's the Yumi fighting game. Yo, man. Yo, yo, yo. I need to do some shitting right now. Don't follow Manga Gamer on Twitter. You don't want to follow those sites because they're crappy. They're, they're creepy weirdos. But they're they're publishing the Yumi fighting game, and it's going to be a good as fighting game. It's called Golden Fantasia. Buy that game. Good fighting game. That's uh, it. Moving on to Call of Duty World wait, War Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Uh... No, 
What, what What's your thing? All right. Hear me out with this segue. All right. You guys ready for my sixth segue? Yes. <clears throat> I, I guess, I guess you, oh, my, oh, almost knocked over my Pepsi there. <clears throat> Good job. I guess, uh, I guess you could say, uh, there, there's a, a world war, uh, <laughs> over this fighting game. I don't have much else to say. I will call of duty. Your turn, Rasm. It's Call of Duty, but World War Two. I say that like that's never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, b- because wor- World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Skyrim VR. We already talked. We about. talked about this. Star name. Child is a VR side scroller. I don't care about. I don't care. The impatient. The Impatient is I... the other super massive game being made that looks almost exactly like the Hidden Agenda, to be honest, but it's fine. I think Bra- is Bravo Team the other one by them that was the shooter thing? Oh, that's I right. Think. Yeah, Bravo Team is the shooter VR game. Okay. It's 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 War on Terror, but in VR. Rosin. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. There is a Final Fantasy fifteen universe. Oh god, that trailer was incredible. So I do want to say I can't believe that they didn't show off episode Prompto coming out as like a thing in two weeks. And it's a first person shooter? Yeah, it's a third person shooter. And hey, Final Fantasy, we all know, has a great history of third person shooting games. Yeah. Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, but Monsters of the Deep. I can't believe this is a standalone thing and not like a DLC. I love that the VR thing devolved to just fishing. Yeah, because they showed it off as like a weird prompto thing before, right? Yeah. yeah. This VR game could have been an auto-playable character in FF15. No! I need to fish with it, the boys. It looks goofy, but like I never... Even if no. I had VR, I probably wouldn't buy it. There's no reason for this to exist. The fishing part of Fama is like that's the worst part of that game. Uh, can we move on? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a game. So this is like it's called Moss. Well, I'm going to the bathroom while you talk about Moss because I know you have some stuff to say about Moss, and yes. it's just enough for me to go there. Yes. Okay, so Moss is a game that's apparently it's also a VR thing, but it looks like something that could be played regularly too. I'm not sure. Um, you play as a little mouse with like a in like a little fantasy world with like a sword, um, and at the end they show you like fighting like a like a snake dude, um, and it looks a lot like a book series I read as a kid called Redwall, which was about like a an abbey in like a fantasy world, uh, and like all it's it's like a thing where like it's all like anthropomorphized. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Like animals, like mostly mice and rats and like badgers and cats and snakes are usually like the big bad guys because like they're you know they eat everything and they eat mice and stuff like that and mice are the good guys um and it looked a lot like a red wall game and i was like huh so i found out that this is being made by three people that left um bungie that worked on destiny one. Oh. um yeah it's really weird and they also worked on halo too obviously but most recently bungie uh most recently uh destiny uh and I thought it was very interesting because uh, people were pointing out on their social media, they've been, like, talking to everyone that's even, like, tangentially referenced their game. 
um, everyone that's asked them, like, hey, were you guys influenced by Redwall? Silence. Huh. So, like, I feel like that's kind of a weird thing. But also, um, Moss is an interesting, like, term in the Redwall context because, like, one of the, like, the first, well, like, not the first, but, like, one of the major early chronological points in the series was, um, a book that took place in Moss Flower Woods. And in general, Moss is kind of like a signifier of, like, a holy thing in that world. So, like, yeah, it, it just seemed like they, they took some influence from that, so that's neat, because that's a book series I liked a lot as a kid, so. Antonomi, you're back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, tag out. Hell yeah. Nice. Let's talk about God of War. Okay. Uh, I'm happy that they're making Kratos a like own character. Uh, I don't gonna play the same ever. Yeah, I might one day. I don't, like... I don't care enough about Kratos or God of War, but I'm glad they're taking it in a more respectable direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you're not gonna hard. Fuck, you're not gonna fuck hookers anymore for no reason. Using shit, terrible so. QTEs. Yeah, your controller is not gonna vibrate while you fuck them either. So that's that's way better. I'm happy about this. I kind of wish it wasn't Kratos and it was just God of War, but Norse. And we have a character that I like, but or even a new IP because hey, yeah. they could have gotten away with it, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't look like plays like God of War at all, but it looks looks fun. Like looks better than like original God of War gameplay. I'm just I not interested by it because I don't like God of War. So yeah. All right, but you do love David Cage. So before before this fucking trailer, I thought maybe this one will be good. You know, maybe this is the one. And after this trailer, no. Oh, your false hope. No, this one won't be good. This one will be bad. Same shit, different game. Did you die? No. Oh. Hey. Antinomi died. We're talking oh. about Detroit Become Human, your favorite game of E3, Zach. Oh, boy. How'd you feel about Detroit Become oh. Human? Oh, he's coming in and out. Oh, I'm... No. No, no you're not. Oh, hello? There you go. Okay, finish I... your thoughts, Antinomi. I leave to I'm go saying... pee, and this is what happens. Yeah, he became human. I'm saying that... I kinda had the hope that this one would be the better one after what look after watching this trailer. I'm like, no, this one will suck too. The dialogue's really bad. It's tilted. It has all the David Cage tropes. I'm crossing my David Cage David Cage bingo as I'm watching this trailer. The game's not even out, and it's gonna be bad. And I am afraid it's not gonna be like a David Cage bad in which you can laugh at it at how bad it is. It's just gonna be like. Bad writing, and, bad. Yeah, I, and like I don't want a doll bad. I want dumb David Cage. This turns out to be a cyber demon bad. Asian Aztecs trying to kill my priest brother bad. I have a soft spot for stories about robots and AI developing consciousness and 
the blurring the lines between artificial life and organic life like that that's kind of you know that is a very big soft spot for me um i am personally offended that david cage is tackling this game and i think we talked about this on wath episode two yes uh fuck this game speaking of twos destiny two i don't fucking care yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take the I'll take the Bioware one. Yeah, same. I am um, Spider Man could be cool, but also like that was that very demo was, That demo was did not impress me. I expected better. Yeah, I, did I really hope that that was just a dumb cinematic mission they picked for the showing. Yeah, because if that's what the whole game is like, fuck that. I'm so tired of QTEs. Also, the combat. Like, Spider-Man's not sneaky. No, but Arkham, though. So here's the thing. Here's the here's the Arkham thing with that. If you look at the amazing Spider-Man 2 footage, of, like, gameplay footage, that game also did Arkham Combat, and it looks way more fun than what they showed for this one. Like, they, they went backwards. It's weird. I hope the end product ends up delivering. I hope the open world part that this game's totally gonna have is fun to like move around while you know swinging. I hope the swinging is ten times better as Spider-Man Two because that's it's been two generations. We need better swinging than that game already. That game still can't have the best swinging in video games, and I hope it's good. And it's gonna be good. I don't think it's gonna be a bad game, but I hope it appeals to me. Um. So yeah, that was Sony proper. Uh, kind of, kind of a letdown. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it was underwhelming. fine, but could have been way better. You, no, not all years can be killer. Yeah. So. So between. Hey, I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. Feeling like P Diddy. I... I w- yeah. Um, I, hey, e- E3. Um, first thing I do when I wake up during E3, I check the internet. Hey, you know, anything happened while I was asleep? Probably not. <laughs> um, check Twitter, and I have a I have a tweet. I have a tweet sent at me. So someone sent me a tweet. Oh boy, what could that be? They showed more South Park footage. Yes. Hey. <laughs> The my response to that tweet was an honest, earnest. Am I still asleep, Rosin? You wanna dot heck gu code remaster? I forgot Nailed what it's called. So, Zach, what is this game? So, dot heck gu was a um, PS2 trilogy. It was the second uh, series of Dot .hack video games. And this is an HD remaster for PS4. And, I believe, PC. <laughs> um, fully redone in HD. Like, like new assets, I believe. Um, that game looks good. That game looks good. Really, really good. Um, they are really putting... Way more effort into this than I would have thought. Like they there is had, like, a huge the limited list. edition movies like in there. 
there, dude, there is a giant list of like, hey, the game is 80% done. Here's some of the stuff we've done so far. And it's like so many little quality of life changes of like, yeah, like we're really going to try to polish up this PS2 game and like make it uh, flow better. They they increase the speed of combat. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're so- increasing the speed of combat. They're... they're increasing like inventory space they're adding extra stuff there is new stuff in this game they've teased a new like form for the main character they've teased some extra story bits they're like uh yeah you'll be able to like uh romance all the characters instead of just one because fuck it why not um there's a cheat mode you can start at max level with in-game equipment i'm not gonna do that but hey it's there for someone that wants it yeah only for some cool ass speedrun yeah, or, absolutely. Or like, or like honestly, even like hey, like people that played through it the first time and just want to see the new stuff, you know. So yeah, totally. Um, it looks cool. I am excited that Dot Hack is once again alive. <coughs> honestly, now so, that you describe it, I'm gonna buy it because I always wanted to play those games. All right, so here's I, the thing. Anton, yeah. Okay, Anthony, what were you gonna say? No, no, I always wanted to play those games, and like you know, always like those being three different games in different days always was like a turn off but now they're together in one package so and they're making it better so i'm just gonna wait for this and play this yeah absolutely um so i heard this news and i've never felt more weird like conflicting feelings about a video game before <laughs> because i have a, a quite a history with dot hack um, I heard you hated those games. Hey. Um. I want to say it, it honestly, like, outside of like something like Dragon Ball, it was one of the first like big franchises I really like fell into. Like, like before, like. Shin Megami Tensei and Persona and stuff. I, I mean, like, I like, you know, I like Zelda, obviously. Zelda meant a lot to me and stuff like that. But, like, Dot Hack had, like, the anime, the video games, the manga. And, like, I went all in and that, on Dot that Hack. And that was a franchise made to be mass media. So. Oh, yeah. Um, God, I, I still, like, I've got all of the DVDs for sign. I've got the, you know, I got Roots. I got, like, all all of the, like year one type like, not year one but like like first generation of the like manga and novels and everything um dot hack got really bad yeah everything after gu fucking sucks <laughs> um i find like their choice like they picked gu they didn't pick the original four dot hack games and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, those first four dot .hack games would require a lot more polish than GU does. Um, in terms of both visuals and gameplay, like, those games need a remake. You can get away with a remaster for dot .hack. Um, I mean, you can get away with a remaster for GU. Uh, OG dot .hack needs a remake. Uh, GU was also way more anime. Oh, yeah. It, GU is like oh, the shonen yeah. anime version of Dot Hack. Um, that feels more marketable, especially today. 
Like, like in a in a post sword art online world, GU has a better chance of surviving than original .hack does by far. Um, so GU is not my favorite part of .hack, but it makes the most sense. I hope I, I'm going to allow myself to be excited about .hack again because my hope is that if this does good. Maybe they'll just re-pick the series up from here and pretend like everything that followed GU originally didn't happen and give us, like, a new branch of .hack to follow off of The GU. old .hack just gets Dragon Ball GT'd out of existence. Dude, that would, like, that would be ideal, you know? Yeah. The World 3 was April Fool's, guys. Okay. I, I can't, I can't believe .hack is relevant. And I can't believe... Fuck E3. Famitsu, you <laughs> delivered my E3 news. Like, that's... Like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Okay. Here's something I want to say. Before E3 started, I didn't say it wasn't a happy E3 or anything. I said, hey, Zach. We were talking about Hack for some reason. I said, hey, Bobsy came back. Hack may come back. So I won my royalties because I made the cut real. There's something weird happening. Yes. Everything that we were joking about in Skype calls is becoming real. No, but here's the thing, though. Rasen, you and most of the guys missed the big one. Yeah. Because there was a big one with a big reveal at the end. And it was amazing, and it can't be explained, or it's not funny if we say it out loud, because you have to be there for the moment. But I believe it, we change reality. I believe we, <laughs> that's how it works. Reality bends our wishes. And all the shows that said about Trump becoming president of the United States are paying hard right now. Oh, no. But, hey... We must, use, we must use our mystical Skype reality bending powers for good rather than evil. Yeah, like bringing Bobsy back and oh, making and, and making we have, him. Get we have his a lot boyfriend. to make up for between Trump and yeah. Bubsy as a society. Hey, dot hacks for me is a step in the right direction. Yeah. My own. Okay. Okay. The only thing, the only thing, that's in the back of my mind is, oh, God, please bring it to America. Yeah. Because, oh, hey, when, okay. when .hack started failing, they stopped bringing it over. Yeah. We never got the we never got the last .hack game. We never got an official release for the CG movie. Like, .hack died hard thing, though, over here. That game will have to be redubbed, right? If there's new content, I would hope so. So, that means... I think the voice acting in she use is awful. I don't like the voice acting in that game at all. So that's only good. It's it's like early two thousands anime dub. You got yeah. you've got like early like early Yuri Lowenthal in there, and it, it's it's fine. But like, yeah, it, it's not up to today's standards. It's very cheesy. Um, hey, I don't even I don't give a fuck about a dub. Bring it over subbed. Just give me the game. Please. Yeah, English, same. Please. Honestly, please. <laughs> Like, cool. like, just bring it over, please. <laughs> um, then we had uh, earlier this morning, well, yesterday now, because we're it's 2 a.m. here, um, 
We had Nintendos. Yeah. Um, yep. I liked it a lot. Started with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, the more I see those character designs, the more I hate them. I wish they were more like the first game. Here's the thing. I'll take them over. Xenoblade Chronicles X any day of the week. Because fuck the Xenoblade Chronicles. Wait, X is the one that has the gremlin monsters, right? X is the Wii U one. Yeah, fuck those designs. They all look like horrible gremlin people. I don't trust any of them. I I would start a genocide if I saw these people near me. So I'll take this over that any day of the week. Uh, yeah, I still wish they were more like the first game, though. I, I, I honestly, agree, I agree. I, th- I think the first game's designs were fine, you know? They are, they are. Here's my thing, though. This game needs British voice acting. It has it. Good. It the, it wasn't very good in the trailer. <laughs> I don't care. The British voice acting in... It's nice, though. It's a mix. They, they've got British and American actors, I think. That's bad. I think the first game they did, though, too. No, the first game was British. The first game is all British. The first game is all British because it came out in in Europe, like, years before it did in America. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, to me, Xenoblade is... Half of my enjoyment for the game is the British voice acting and Ryan saying, It's Ryan time! British voice acting, uh, the, the dub for that, this is so far from what I've played, is really good, so yeah. Yeah, so. Needs to be all British. Kick the shit out of those American voice actors, they're inferior. The, uh, the, the voice acting they showed off for the main character and stuff so far is like, oh jeez, it's rough. But I, yeah, I, but I enjoy the trailer sense. voice acting is always rough, so I... Yeah. Uh, it looks neat. It's still apparently coming holiday 2017, so let's see if that holds. I can't believe Kirby got the game plus year treatment. Yeah, I could see it. Like, it's, just, it's just Kirby now. It's... Kirby, you know. Well, no, that, that I think that's just a working title because they did that for the Yoshi one too. I, I hope so because if the game is called Kirby, fuck that game. No, I, Nintendo doesn't ever do that really. So. All right, all right, hold on though. Like, it, imagine it is Kirby, and imagine Yoshi is Yoshi, and then down the line we get a game that's just Mario. <laughs> so here's the thing, <laughs> okay. though. To be no. fair, we've never gotten a game just called Kirby. The first game was Kirby's Dream yeah. Land. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. I want... Is the next Zelda game going to be called Zelda or Link? Zelda. Okay. Silent Princess. Um, <sighs> hey, we finished recording Breath of the Wild. We'll talk about that in another podcast. Um, yes, please. So the one thing that... Actually, Amanda pointed... Amanda's number one Kirby fan, by the way. She's... She is. She's fucking insane. I she's very dedicated. Um, she pointed out that in that trailer they have both the copy ability like mixing from 64 alongside the animal helpers from 3. Um, That's cool. Dreamland 3, which is like, holy shit, if they, like, depending on how many powers are in that game, that is, I think, probably going to be the most different types of Kirby powers you can get in a game. 
Also, the, the animal helpers are fucking rad. I love those little guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy they're back. So, for those who don't know, in Dreamland 2 and Dreamland 3, you have animal helpers that um, Kirby can ride on, basically, and they all will give you, like, a slight variant of whatever copy ability Kirby has uh, when you use the attack button. And then Kirby 64, you could spit out your power and then hit another enemy that would give you another power and mix them together. So, like, you could, like... You could do, like, mix fire and sword to get, like, a flaming sword and, like, cool stuff like that. So if you can mix abilities and also have the, like, partner variants of those, like, mixed abilities in, that's going to be, like, really, really cool. So Yeah, I and Kiri games are, like, fun. They're always never, fun. Ne- they're never bad, except for Mirror. But... I still need to steal Robobot from uh, Amanda. Yo, that game's dope. Um, Amanda, give me that. Um, no, it looks neat. Zach, do you have any Kirby thoughts? Uh, no. Uh, I've played, uh, Kirby Superstar and Kirby 64. I think they're both fine, but it was never, like, my favorite series or anything. Um, I think that it's cute that that even the trailer is like, no, don't worry, he's still gonna fight that tree. Yeah. Yeah, that tree's never gonna not fight Kirby. Uh, they then announced, without showing anything, they're just saying, hey, you might not see it for about a year or so, but we're making a mainline Pokemon for Switch. Which, hey, good. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I, I feel like this was recorded, like, the day yes. before. Yeah. They yes. would no. not have said this if there wasn't a reaction. I, I feel like they, they were reacting to the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon stuff. It it very felt shoehorned in. Because here's something that's always find curious about Pokemon games they're always developing like both like two generations at the same time or like once they're like halfway through one they generation come so fast and it's only one team they have to be yeah yeah like for example like Shen 5 was mid like they were working on a game well when Shen 4 was like out to be done like they that's how they kind of work that's how they do so I'm not surprised. They're probably working on Shen Nine as we speak right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's that's that's okay. And yeah, they probably just record that to say, yeah, yeah, my guys, it's happening. Please stop sending me dead threats right now. Hey, it's not the only thing that was very clearly a fine here. Shut up. We'll do it. Yeah, I'm so excited. I would make so to be honest. Or... Yeah, to be to be fair just seen the metroid prime 4 logo i'm not the biggest metroid fan i was like i can't believe they've done this like i'm that's i'm glad i love metroid i think samus samus is my favorite well she was my favorite until marie and kali came but she's one of my favorite nintendo characters i love her a lot metroid prime metroid prime and super metroid were very formative games for me and I hope this game can live up to Metroid Prime 1 and Metroid Prime 3. Hopefully, will be a little bit more like 3, but with all the cool shit. No, sorry, a little bit more like 1 when it comes to level design, with the coolest like, characters from 3 and shit, and the bosses from 3, because the bosses from 3 were really good. And I want... I. I I, I can't wait. It's, it's fucking Metroid Prime, and 
I hope they also keep working on the classic. Well, they can are working on the classic Metroid too. So hey, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, they showed a Yoshi game, which looks like the uh, Woolly World game we got for Wii U and 3DS. Uh, it looks cool. That's I ne- cool. I never Pro- played Woolly World. Probably gonna be good. Yeah, I, I never played Woolly World, but I heard good things. So hey. Yeah. Fire Emblem Warriors, which I mean, they didn't show much that we already didn't know. It looked like. Did they show any new character? I don't know. I, I don't think they did. I um, think it was just all stuff they've seen before. So. I have one thing to say about Fire Emblem Warriors. Mm-hmm. Ike is the cloud of Fire Emblem, Zach. I have one thing to say about Fire Emblem Warriors. Yes. And this comes more from the extended gameplay look that we got way later in the day. Um, that game, in terms of UI, um, graphics, combat flow, um, this is something that only people that are actually Muso fans will pick up on. Uh, that game looks a lot like Hyrule Warriors. Like, a little bit too much like Hyrule Warriors. Like, that's very intentional. Um, that being, like, there is a lot of Fire Emblem flair in there, obviously. There's, is that a bad and, thing, though? It's not a bad thing. Okay. It's it's like, but it's kind of like, we're going to get a Hyrule Warriors 2 at some point. I would have preferred if, Fire Emblem Warriors kind of had its own look. Mm-hmm. I, I can feel that. Make it a little every, bit more distinct. Every proper Omega Force Warriors game, despite what people would have you think, each branch has its own thing and has its thing that sets it apart. And visually and gameplay wise, this one. If you were to ignore the little, like, oh, characters level up, like in Fire Emblem, and we've got all these, like, oh, it's going to have support conversations, like in Fire Emblem. Like, if you were to ignore that stuff and just look at a screenshot of this game, it is Hyrule Warriors, like, to a T. Yeah. Um, so that's that's fine, but just kind of worth noting, I guess. Uh, very, very clearly, Nintendo was like, yeah, do that for this. I'm gonna save my thoughts on this game until Tasha comes out, and that's when I'll give my full analysis. Um, then we got Breath of the Wild DLC news. I, I, I'm tapping out in this one. You guys can't take it. So, uh, they showed us yeah. a little bit more of what we have to expect from the first DLC, which we've already had detailed, but they finally showed off kind of like the challenge area that they, they promised to add in. Uh, and it looks a lot like Eventide Island, um, which a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, well, they saw how popular Eventide Island was, and they made it, and, and I, I don't believe that for a second. I think they preemptively knew that Eventide would be popular. Yeah. Um, which, hey, I'm ex- I, I would not be against opening up the LP again for that. I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, so, okay, well. <laughs> Well, let's do that then, because yeah, okay, that, yeah. That, that looks really neat, and honestly, Eventide is a big highlight of our playthrough, I think. So yeah, and and we ended that section going, "I wish that was longer." <laughs> yeah, so that's good. More of that is fun. Um, then they showed off, well, <laughs> quote unquote, showed off uh, the second DLC, uh, the Champions Ballad. Uh, all we know is that it's going to focus on the four champions from a hundred years ago, and they all have amiibos now. So it. Maybe it's a prequel where you play as them. 
or something. Who knows? I, 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 either you play as them or like, okay, so here's my thing. The only thing I really don't want it to be is just going through the story we already saw. Yeah, that would suck. Give me something new. I'd rather it not be a prequel, but if it has to be a prequel, something... Don't just give me gameplay to go in between the cutscenes we already have. So, you know, my problem is that, like, I'm sorry, but other than, like, maybe Mipha, like, none of those characters were that amazing to me that, like, I want a whole DLC to them. Where the fuck is the sexy... He's a sexy shark, man. That's Mifa. Okay, cool. I like well, her. No, I that's, like her that's, a lot. No, no, I said the sexy shark, man, not the sexy shark oh. lady. Oh, that's Sidon. He's I a descendant want... of sexy shark woman. I, I want Mipha the sexy shark. is not shark. sexy, Rosin. <laughs> that's what you say. Like, like, no, she's cute. She's not sexy. Yeah, she's, there's a big difference between cute and sexy, man. I can't believe I'm being kink-shamed at 2.30 in the morning about my taste in shark girls. Listen. I don't like me for that way, everyone at home. Don't worry. Oh, there's no getting out of it now, man. No, I'm man. more of a rabid guy. I'm more of a peach rabid man. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I hope it's good and worth the price, because, like, I, I've been really excited for that DLC, honestly, but, like, it kind of being about the champions made me a little bit less hyped. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of would have, honestly... So, I, I guess... You know what actually makes me a little mad, too, Zach? Uh, he very specifically said, let's see what else you have to explore on your Hyrule adventure. Almost yeah. as if to say, oh, you're not going to get a new location, jackass. And it's like, oh, but... Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, that would have been cool, so... So so what I was hoping was that it would honestly just be, hey, here's some post-Ganon story, you know? Here's what Link did next, where he went to this smaller location and did something new or different. I, I would have liked more endgame content. So, Zach, actually, more the further away away I get from Breath of the Wild the more angry I get because, like, man, the Lionel fights are pretty cool, and that Calamity Ganon, like, first form fight was, like, you could do so much more with the combat of that game and, like, just just give, like, have more enemies with more interesting movesets, and I feel like by the time the combat really gets going in that, in that sort of way with, like, good enemy design, the game just kind of ends. Yeah, I, I could true. I could do with more complex enemy types in that game because I'm honestly I got sick of Bokoblins and Moblins by the end because they just have like three moves, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I hey, I I was sick of Bokoblins and Moblins in like hour five. So. Yeah, so um, but like Lionels are want... cool, you know. I, I I want more enemies like the Lionels. So give us a dungeon. Yeah, I don't. I like. A good one. I don't, I don't care what the story is about. Give us a dungeon. Just give us. Uh, give, give us, us enough dungeon. shrines so that I can max out both my heart gauge and stamina gauge. I'm at like, I, I, Zach. I'm at like 97 shrines right now, and I can already see it's like I'm not gonna have enough for everything, and it's driving me bonkers. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so mad. Um, Splatoon 2 Arms and Token is esports, and you know why he sent esports. No. Smash Bros. Oh yeah. Wow. I honestly, I <laughs> like. I am shocked they did not amount uh, did not announce Same. support. And like, hey, you know what? Like, 
it's keeping me from buying the Wii U version, because why would I do that when Smash Brothers with all the DLC is probably a thing that will happen for Switch eventually, you know? I'm happy I get to see Smash players in Melody. Okay, for real though, it kind of sucks for them, but it's funny. I I I want portable Smash Four that isn't the 3DS version, honestly. Yep, that would be really cool. I'm happy they're taking arms into esports. Actually, let's take the one. And are, are they gonna take this seriously? And they are, so that's cool. I wish though that Nintendo's esports support it's kind of weird in the sense like they really like to have their own people I don't like them branching out so for example if you comment if you're a commentator in Pokken you can't commentate other fighting games that sucks so Ultra I was talking about and for those who don't know Ultra David is a mostly street fighter but also an injustice and he commentates. He commentate. He likes to commentate NRS and Capcom games, but he he does other shit too. And he's a really really good commentator, probably the best one. He's a really nice lad too. He was talking about how he likes Tekken a lot. He likes Pokemon a lot. He would love to commentate for that game, but he can't because if you do, you can't commentate for other shit. And I hope Nintendo chills out on that because it's fine. You can have your commentators being Street Fighter and in Pokemon. There's nothing wrong with that. And I hope they get serious when it comes to trophy, to prices and shit, because I think that the price for an Splatoon tourney being a Wii U is kind of stupid when you need a Wii U to be competitive as Splatoon. Yeah. So get, get some real prices in there. Try to push this shit good. And you'll and you have a community already, but it will be way bigger and way more respected. But as long as you don't keep the Smash players in, because you can't respect those guys. But good move on them, good move on them. And I hope they get Smash in eventually. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to make competitive Mario Kart, maybe. Oh God, <laughs> maybe. Um... You can make like a competitive mode if you turn off certain items. You know, get rid of the blue shells and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League for Switch is cool. I'm kind of glad I didn't buy that game for PS4 ever, so I can play it on Switch. But I mean, it was PS Plus on PS4, so I'm I'm I I, I got it there free. But I'm Rocket League. I had fun the two days I played it, and I think it's perfect for a um, portable game. Yeah. So that's really cool. It, was it ever on Vita? No, the Vita cannot run Rocket League. Okay. Um, they, that game actually looks really good. And uh, they they uh, announced like I think cross play like cross network play between everything too, which is neat. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, then they showed off Super Mario Odyssey, which I looks... can't believe Mario is a fucking parasite. Yeah, Mario can possess people now apparently. Yeah, and it's kind of creepy, but I, I I like it. No, that trailer was amazing, though. That music was this phenomenal. Looks like the be- this looks like the best Mario game ever made. It looks like... like It looks... It, it, it's carrying over the thing I love about Mario 3D World in terms of like how it's made. It looks like the people making this game are having the most fun of their lives just making this. It is yeah. filled with so much joy, and like I'm so... And, like, hey... Uh, they originally announced this like holiday 2017. It's coming out like October 27th, which is yeah 
awesome and it looks really really fucking good and we're back to big open levels that have a lot of shit to do you know which is like I always thought that was one of the best aspects of 64 and Sunshine that sadly was lost in Galaxy and pretty land and world but now it's back and you can be a fucking dinosaur I don't know it seems like a big odd world rip off to me Yes. More like That's... more like Super Mario Abe's Odyssey. Hey yo. Do you want to actually know my favorite thing is that when we were watching the stream, fucking Jake was like, Oh Reggie said Odyssey, they're gonna show Etri in Odyssey five. <laughs> and I was like Nice Jacob. <laughs> nice. Jacob, no. Um Good. But yeah, that game looks great. I can't wait to buy that day one for me. It the shit looks like the best Mario game ever made. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm excited. Paulini's back. Yeah. She was singing That's the song. Weird. That's weird. She's, and Mario the, she's apparently the mayor of New Donk City. That's great. I wonder... Okay, you know how like Bowser has like a hat? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he has an evil hat. Like, he, like oh. he can possess it too. You know, I can... So, do you know about the final boss of 3D World? No. Do you care if I spoil? Sure, go for it. So, spoilers for anyone who cares. The final boss of Mario 3D World is Bowser breaking, like, a one of those question mark blocks to get a um, cat power-up. And he becomes <laughs> Cat Bowser, and you climb up, like, the skyscraper together. And then, eventually... Bowser gets a power-up that's also in the game that duplicates Mario, so you start to fight duplicate clones of Cat Bowser. Nice. It's really awesome. So I, I hope they do that again. Yeah, I hope the fucking Had is evil, and like, he does like the shit you are doing too. Cause... I, I love one point. I saw a tweet that was like, so because Mario can use his hat to possess things, does this mean that the thing, the the plumber thing was not Mario, and the hat has been Mario this whole time. Yeah, he's just it's he's kinda... just he just likes to stick to the one host. It's kind of weird. It makes me think a lot of things. Does he, did he possess Luigi's brother, and Luigi doesn't know about this? This is a lot of questions. Hey, yeah, it looks good. Um, yeah. In the post show, they announced two things. The second thing actually is so recent that I I didn't like have it when I made the list. Uh, but they announced Metroid Two: Samus Returns, a reimagining yeah. of Metroid Two. Boy, I wondered why AM2R got shot down fast. Now let's be fucking real though. This looks way better than AM2R. That shit. Yeah, and, and also, <laughs> hey, even if this wasn't being made, Nintendo would have killed that anyways. But, yeah. boy, does it make a lot more sense why they were so fast with that one. Yep, and hey, guess what? Looks fucking amazing. They so... have parries. They have parries. And you know what? Of all the Metroid games that need a remake, Metroid 2 yeah. has not it's held the one. up well. So. It's the one. And you can make cool shit with that game. I so tried why? playing that game like 15 years ago, and I was like, this is too old. <laughs> so I hey, can't wait. It's time for me to play a Metroid game. Oh, you never play a Metroid game? I have, I've never touched Metroid. 
I don't know anything about Metroid other than the basic stuff. It's time I'm gonna. I've been inspired. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in. This is a very weird thing for me, but now that I've gotten a little bit more into like Castlevania, I kind of want to go back and maybe with like more of an open eye go into those like 2D Metroid games again because like you should play Super Metroid. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, oh, I've... I'm gonna start with Metroid One. Okay, that's good. Good game. I've I've played Super Metroid twice, and I was like, that's that's fun both times. Um, I like. God, I, I'm weird. I I like the Prime trilogy a fair bit, like. But like, they never really stood out to me. But I I like my thing with Metroid is I've always liked it, but I've always felt like I've been missing that one thing that makes people really fall in love with it, you know. But but you know, yeah, it's, I... it's a good series. It's just not fully it, like I think that's part of my thing too. Is when I played Castlevania, I think the Metroidvania thing just kind of clicked with me a little bit more, you know. Well, I kind of I like, uh, I like I, Castlevania more aesthetically. So I, I think I just like its approach to the level design a bit more than Metroid's, but Metroid's fun too. Um. Uh, and then they announced a um, Mario Superstar Saga remake, which hey, that's cool. That's cool. Mario and Luigi's always been a series I've been kind of if like I like them, but like I I kind of liked old Paper Mario RPGs a little bit more. Never cared about them. So. Um, Superstar Saga is my favorite of the bunch, though, so it'll be fun seeing it again. They literally get worse with each one. So. Yeah, it'll be terrible seeing a new generation discover Fawful. Man. Fawful was the original Sans Undertale. Fawful is so terrible. Do you remember in Superstar Saga that there's two Hammer Brothers called the Leet Brothers that speak in Leet speak? You know who else speaks in Leet speak? Us. Sora from Dot Hack. Oh yeah. I thought you meant that, Kingdom Hearts. Did that did the cut power hour is over? Sorry, I was just thinking about Dot Hack. You know, I'm curious if all three GU games are merged into one. What's gonna be the theme song? Are they gonna use Gentle Hands, the theme song of the first one? Well, I think Gonzalo, our first emailer, has the answer. Hey everyone, if you want to email us questions, go to We Are Finally. Well, don't go to, but send a question to We Are Finally email at gmail dot com. Please do. We we need more questions every time, all the time. Please, uh, Gonzalo says hello, everyone. Uh, out of all the games that are not announced or shown at E3 proper, leaks or later reveals, what are you most excited about? Personally, I want to see the improvements that the .hack GU game got. Hey! He also uh, says, one's the LP of the entire .hack infestation saga. (laughs) Oh, that game would be fucking terrible to Let's Play. He also adds it would go nicely with the Drakengard 1 LP. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> In terms of games that no one wants to fucking play. So the question is games that weren't announced at E3? Yeah, games that were announced at like this time, but not like at E3 oh. proper. Um, Honestly, all I can think of is .hackGU, to be honest with you. I... I want to see more 
ultra sun and moon i guess but not that much really oh yeah yeah no but that was an answer tree too the one fighter that has all the indie characters um so Blade that Strangers. yeah yeah i think so that looks neat um what else I guess Ultra Sun and Moon, um, something else that was announced here. I, I, I'm interested in Dot Hack. Like, I, the shit, I, I hope the game comes out here, and I hope all the improvements make it a way better game. So that's cool. I, I just, I, I do want to clarify something about Dot Hack GU. It, it is, in terms of gameplay, way better than the original four games, but it is still a PS2 game. It's like that. X. Yeah, it's very Mash X. Uh, the the dungeons are repetitive. There's not a lot of variety in locations. Like, that's fine, man. It, yeah, it, it it's um. It's all man, worth I play, to experience dude, the angsty dude, story of Haseo. Dude, I oh, played so angsty. I played for the extra, man. Don't worry. about No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm I'm just like in terms of everyone that sees me like getting super fucking hyped. Like, uh, yeah, they're polishing this game a lot. It's because it needs it <laughs> like you know i also downloaded fate extra oh why because it was ten dollars and i wanted it okay it's i like it i was gonna say it's good but it's not but i like it i started watching Karno kyokai in a skype call and zach cried oh why are you watching the skype call hey that's a good question just better to... question why did he skip to the middle to start reading out spoilers <laughs> Just to just to grind your gears a little bit, Zach. When we don't meet, wo- when we meet in don't real worry, life, Zach. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wearing the notes T-shirt. Yeah, okay. Zach, don't worry. I'll watch Karano Kyokai in the proper order after I watch My Hero Academia. I I mean it. It's fine. Uh, Gonzalo ends the email by saying, "Can't wait for your E3 impressions on the podcast and the finale of the Dragon Guard One LP and more Zelda episodes. Those are all coming eventually. Yeah. I mean, one's right here. You're listening to it right now. <laughs> um, thanks, Gonzalo. Mark says opinions on Rayman's death. I personally accept and welcome our rabid overlords, dude. Rayman <laughs> died a long time ago, and the rabbits have been <laughs> taken over since." <laughs> Yeah. The third Rabbids game, they dropped the Rayman from the title. Like, this has been going on for a while, so. I mean, Rayman is not super dead, though. A few years ago, some you got games Origins. Origins yeah, and Origins. The Origins is such, and Legends are such beautiful games, and then I play them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 this, this, I, I had enough. That's, they're good, but no, I don't want to play anymore. I could go for another 3D Rayman platformer. Like two and three, it'd be fun. Yeah. Um. So this is from Lucy, and he says I have this problem where Lucy, short for like Lucifrost. Um, oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, wait, that sounds bizarre coming out, but um, I have this problem where I think of good ideas for stories, or at least I think they're good, and I don't know how to execute it. Do you guys have any ideas on what I should do about this problem? Take a writing class. Take a writing Take class. Take a writing class. Look um, up writing tips online. Get a few books about writing. Stephen King has one called On Writing. You might not want to listen to him, but also maybe want to listen to him. 
most importantly, yeah, get a writing class. If you can, if you can't get a writing class, there's a lot of shit online for you to do. And the best uh, way to keep being a don't stop writing. Yeah. Set a, set a word limit that you write every day and just don't stop. I've I've got another piece of advice. This um, this is something I'm gonna try to to follow too because I I enjoy writing as like a recreational hobby. Um, it's okay to use up your ideas. Um, if you have a bunch of ideas that you're like, oh man, I want to turn this into a novel someday, don't do that because you're not gonna fucking do it. Take all of your ideas and write a kick-ass short story. If you can't think of a way to flesh it out, don't. Just get your ideas on paper, do it, and then something else will come to you later. That's the other thing, too. Um, one of my English teachers in high school once said that, like, the th- the novel killer is the thing that, like, boy, do you think you have a story that you can tell in, like, some 700-page epic? When you start to get to it, it's going to be about 50 like it you're not gonna write a book right away um yeah like honestly this is like not a popular thing to like really do or you don't see it like much outside of like creative writing circles but like write a screenplay they're a lot simpler and it'll get it'll get you used to writing character dialogue in a really natural way so I, I've written a few screenplays and I've written a few short stories. I, I wanted to write. I've wanted to write like five books and I just kind of gave up on that. And like I've kind of factored that. I've kind of put that creative energy into like a positive place of like GMing for tabletop games and like making, <laughs> yeah, making universes that way. And also just recreational world building is totally a thing. I have like document. I have like a whole folder on my desktop that's just like recreational world building stuff where I come up with lore and like characters and notes and stuff. Just as a creative pastime, it helps me relax and you know let some creative energy out. So, and that's the other thing too. Like no one has to see your crap if like you don't if you just want to make something for the sake of making it before you get like get into like making stuff that you want other people to see that's totally normal hell i've made entire videos that i then decided this is shit and just never uploaded so (laughs) i should probably do that more often rosin you can't cancel the zelda let's play now oh no yeah that's too committed uh, second question, what do I do about my problem with committing to things? I've tried to learn Japanese and I just dropped out of it and got distracted by other things and never got back to it. How do you stay committed to a long goal? Uh, take it one day at a time and like set milestones. If you just look at it as one giant goal, you're never going to get anywhere. You have to like break it down and like schedule things out or you're just going to get overwhelmed. That's what I find usually. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not someone that has, you know, like issues with goals. I, I like, I, I actually always like having like a goal in mind when I'm doing stuff here for like real life shit or stuff like fighting games. Um, just as Rustin said, you know, one little goal at a time as part of like a bigger deal. Uh, maybe like if you drop out of stuff, like, I don't know if this is the case, but maybe you you know you just 
that wasn't the thing for you that can be fine. That's what I was well. going to say too is like if you're really not feeling it and you just, the drive isn't there like you thought it was then like hey maybe you just don't like that and that's totally fine too like there's nothing yeah. wrong with deciding I don't want to learn a foreign language because like hey that's hard you know like it, that's a lot of energy and if you're not feeling it then maybe it's not for you you know so yeah so keep keep, keep it simple you know so like remember you're not going to learn Japanese in a week or a year. Oh, it's, gonna, it's gonna take a few. Yeah. It's gonna take a few years for you to actually learn it. So, it's it seems like a long way, but life is short, and you're gonna die like super fast, actually. And it's gonna be kind of sad when you're eighty, but you're gonna know Japanese by then. So hey, can't be too bad. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things too, where like, hey, maybe you like, if it helps, like do the thing and then you're just not feeling it anymore take a break move on to something else and then just like shuffle them around which like kind of can be stilted and like sometimes taking too long of breaks is bad but like if it keeps you like motivated to do stuff like some people just need to be doing something different all the time so but yeah there's like it's one of those things where i feel like there's no right answer you know so yeah You'll figure it out. Um, or also do things with friends because then there's like this weird social guilt element to it if you don't pull through. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. We see if you have someone that wants to, you know, share your objectives and activities with. Like, yeah. that's a good way to do it, you know. Uh, thanks, Lucy. Uh, this one's from Chris, and this is our last one. Uh, well, E3 is over, and all I feel is, well, boredom. It doesn't feel like there's anything mind-blowing like last year, not to say there wasn't anything I wasn't happy with. It just feels like it was missing things and overall underwhelming. Though that said, I do guess I have a reason to get a Switch at this point. Xenoblade, Fire Emblem Warriors, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and the coming Metroid Prime 4 have me very pleased. Well, I hope you had all what you asked for this E3 come out this year. Have a great day. I... Here's the thing. 2016 and 2017 has have been two of the best years in video games. Lots of cool shit coming out, and we, we had to even, have a drought coming. And even if this seems like a drop, we still have shit coming out too. And I, I feel like 2018 is gonna be as great as well. So while news may not seem you know like big. I think it's gonna end up adding up to something big again. Like video games have been f pretty fucking great, and to balance it out, the rest of the world is garbage. But I say, yeah, it's kind of sad that this one was slower, but it's fine. We're gonna get one eventually. With hey, Kingdom Hearts three is out. Hey, we cancel Final Fantasy seven remake. Hey, yeah. uh, another like big news to be either super disappointed or super happy about. And you so, know what, honestly, even if 2018 was, like, bad, quote-unquote, like, hey, you can finish up the backlog of all the amazing yeah. masterpieces that have come out yeah. in the first half of 2017 alone. Like, this like, spring was absurd, so... Still, I still haven't played Horizon. Still I still haven't, haven't played, played Neo. I still haven't played Neo. I still haven't played Horizon. I still haven't played Yakuza. Still haven't played Rabbit Rush 2, and I really want to play that game. I'm still on Dungeon 3 of Persona 5. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, that's a thing, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit coming out right now. So, and shit that came out already. So, you have you have uh, things to do, man. Don't worry about 
you know, this year not having a lot of news and next year it's just being okay. Yeah, I we thought, have a, a backlog to work. I thought E3 was kind of eh, but I mean, like, I was kind of expecting it after the last two years were so good to us. Um, I, um... Honestly, my my main thing is, like, boy, I just wanted more stuff for my Switch, like, sometime this summer or at least early fall, and I mean, I got that overall, so I'm excited. Everything seems okay on my end. There's nothing that, like, I, like, there's nothing that I saw at E3 that I was like, oh, God, this looks, like, terrible, terribly, like, this hurts my soul, you know? So, it looks fine everything's all good in the world i i kind of wish devil may cry 5 would have been announced but hey the dream is still real yeah one day one, one day, day. it soon was working on something we still don't know what one day uh that's it any closing thoughts have a good gamer holiday oh god that's gross Sharpest of blades, I'll cut you down in a second. Cause I was born.